passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the NWA, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yo. It's Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off-kilter, the professor, the godfather. Host wrestle in the NWA, not O-Geek guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest is pop excellence, get the message. Advocates for Nubian wrestling, you're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in. Nubian kings and queens, we invested in. It's for the culture and we repping it. It's for the culture and we repping it. Welcome to the NWA Podcast, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the show all about getting color in the professional wrestling business. Uh, we are so glad to be back, so glad to be back live uh, with all of y'all tonight. Uh, so uh, we, we hope that uh, you are ready for uh, some, some good conversations, some, some, uh, some things that will make you think, make you laugh, and, and, and all, of the, uh, all of the above. So uh, before we talk about uh, the, what we're here to talk about this month, we got to let you know who we are. First of all, I am the Godfather Nate Milton, triple OG status on these microphones, and I am joined as always by the mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California. He is uh, <laughs> one of the shareholders in the crypto.com arena. Hey. Uh, he, he, he might be feeling a little uh, some type of way this week because his favorite show, uh, his favorite wrestling show might be coming to an end. So uh, y'all put some prayers up for the brother, thoughts and prayers. But ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the angry intellectual, the man <laughs> with the plan. You know him, you love him. Y'all give it up for Chris Ely, a.k.a. Moderna Chris, a.k.a. the professor. Can we can rock? We, What's up, we, Doc? Can we acknowledge that shirt yeah. too, man? Look at that shirt. Look at that shirt. <laughs> Look at the shirt. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, y'all, man? I'm a yeah. I'm having my uh, detox juice because uh, me and my uh, lady went to brunch this morning, and <laughs> I got the uh, bottomless bottomless mimosas. If you ever go to uh, the uh, Press Winery Bar in Burbank, um, but they they mean it when they say bottomless, man. Because every yeah. time I finished the mimosa, they just gave me more. So. Um, and I'm not a wine person either, you know. I, I'm a I like my beer and liquor, but uh, you know, 
is my, my my girlfriend had her birthday a couple weeks ago, so you got to represent. Hey, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Birthday. I mean, Chris feeling oh, yeah. feeling a little alive right now. I was gonna say, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all thought Moderna Chris was something. Wait till you hear this man hashtag Mimosa Chris. It's a Mimosa whole Chris. <laughs> level, Andrew, of what he about to get into. Uh, but speaking of Andrew Thompson, let's bring in the third member of the team. He is uh, one of the hardest working brothers in the game. He is the youngest in charge. He brings you all the news that's fit to read here on Post Wrestling. But most importantly, Chris, he is our nephew. The youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. What's good, nephew? What's going on, fellas? It's, it's, it's good to see y'all again, man. Chris, I know I said it already, but appreciate you rocking the shirt, man. It's always good to be reminded of good old Bush being Thompson. And Nate, it's always good to see you as well, my man. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, yes, uh, it's good to see you. It's good to see Chris. And uh, most importantly, it's good to see the people, man. Like I said, we are live this month once again. So, uh, shout out to everybody checking us out on the Post Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, if you have thoughts about some of the topics we're gonna get into, don't let your don't let your voice be silent. Speak up, speak on it. Uh, leave us some comments. We'll, we'll uh, have Chris and Andrew and myself. We'll be checking out the chat, seeing what folks are saying. But if you want to guarantee that uh, we uh, get your thoughts on the show, hit us with that super chat, uh, and uh, we will uh, give that a top priority. So. Uh, with all that being said, all the business out the way, Andrew Thompson, uh, it is time to look back at the month of September. Earth, Wind, and Fire once said, nephew, do you remember mm-hmm. uh, what happened back in September? So uh, the, I'm, I'm going to leave the floor to you, Andrew. Me and Chris going to clear the lane. We're going to pass you the rock. Uh, are you going to run point this month? Tell us what's going on and uh, what is our first story uh, that we're going to talk about here on the NWA podcast? Man, so th- this, this is one that's sort of been, you know, Going going around over the last several weeks or so, um, ACH had formally previously said he was going to say, but again, he, you know, put out a statement and, you know, he wrote, he said, I'll keep it short. I'd like to officially bow out gracefully from professional wrestling. And, you know, he thanked everybody for everything. And then he additionally wrote a lengthy post on Instagram. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, I just pulled out some some key points from it. Um, he, he noted that, you know, he, he you know, he doesn't care if people view him as weak or, you know, how he comes off to others, how others may perceive him from making a decision that he just made, you know, they say this life hasn't been the same for a while. Uh, he opened up about a breakup that he had that, you know, sort of took a mental toll on him. And he added that, you know, he's tried to let the WWE t-shirt situation go. Like he's tried numerous times, but it's been very difficult for him to, um, to let that go. And uh, specifically touching on that, he said, it plays a huge part of my career and left a huge impression on me. I don't seek money, but I do seek a conversation that allows me to express my concerns about the situation. I grew up a WWE fan and that was my dream destination. I hate that it ended the way it did. Um, and on top of all that, ACA shared that his uh, father passed away as well. And he, re- mm. he made sure to note that that's not something <clears throat> we re- really wanted to get into. Um, yeah, the, so the last match that ACH wrestled was on September 9th. And yeah, he was one half of uh, the AAW Tag Team Champions with Jossie, as we talked about in the last NWA podcast. But yeah, um, very, very uh, difficult um, in testing last several years or so for, for ACH. We talked about it on uh, numerous fronts about this situation. And, you know, he, uh, like he mentioned in the post, like, um, you know, this WWE T-Search situation, specifically on top of like all the other the stuff that he's been dealing with, like the ticket change into the wrestling side, like he, he openly expressed that that's been something that he, you know, he he, he sort of wants to, I guess, further elaborate on or or speak to somebody directly within the company about that entire situation. 
then like and, and you, obviously it still weighs on them heavily and then you know up, above all else you know i'm pretty sure losing a parent is you know mm-hmm. something that's that that's probably bumped down on them heavy yeah uh so first of all yeah but before we get to any of the wrestling stuff you know prayers up for that brother and his family uh for what they're going through right now um, right uh, but Chris, you know, when you think about this ACH situation, it is very kind of intertwined with this podcast because that mm-hmm. was kind of the impetus for this show. You know, you right. an idea. Yeah. you'd been kicking around for a little bit. And then once <clears throat> the ACH slash Jordan Miles situation popped off, you were like, we got to talk about this. You know, we need to address this because of the way it was being covered by some of our uh, Caucasian brothers in this space. Yeah there was a little bit of that nuance and that understanding uh, that somebody from the culture would have on mm-hmm. topics like this. And that was kind of the impetus for the NWA podcast. So flash forward to uh, this month. And, you know, this to me is sad because the brothers got a lot left in the tank, man. If you wanted to, you know, this, this could be, uh, you know, something that he could do for a minute, minute. And it goes to show you, right? Like, there is a toll on these things, right? There is mm-hmm. a toll that comes from going through some stuff like this, right? And right. being at the center <clears throat> of something like that. And so you can just tell, you know, from the statements Andrew read, like this has been something that's been weighing on the brother, aside from what's going on personally uh, in his life, like just the business and, and the things that he's going through in the business, it's weighing on him. And so, you know, if this is what he wants to do, you know, we, we support that brother in his decision, man. Wish all the best for him you know, going forward in life. And, you know, if if he ever does decide, you know, that he wants to speak about this publicly uh, more in depth, like uh, Chris, like he he has an open invite here uh, on this right. program because there's a chance this program would not be here or it, it would be in a different form if not for that initial incident where he was disrespected, you know, by the WWE. And that led mm-hmm. us to get on these microphones and talk about other uh, things going on in this business uh, when it pertains to black talent. So uh, all the love and respect in the world to that brother. And yeah, just, you know, hope that his mind is right. You know, cause at the end of the day, right. it's, like that's the most important thing, right? Like your, yeah. your, as, as Mar- Marshawn Lynch said, you know, keep your mind on your chickens and your mental. And so uh, we wish yeah. that brother ACH. Hmm. Right. Yeah, man. I've, I, I know what he means about going through a breakup. Um, I went through mm. a, a pretty, I, me and you, Nate, I think we went through breakups. We don't even get into the details, but we, 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 went, we, just, we were both going through breakups at the same time. I just, I just remember that time. Hey, Chris, you, Chris, you yeah. wild as shit for doing that. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, like we we can we can speak to that though. Is all I'm saying because I, I I remember when I was going through my breakup and we 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 we, we had to be there for each other, my dude. Is yes. all I'm saying. So I feel about that front. Um, <laughs> as as far as the um the the wrestling stuff with that shirt, um. I believe that uh, U2 describes it the best um, in that song, um, Stuck in a Moment. You know, he's he's just still um, in that moment, and he does have to move past that um, because it's it's not doing anybody any good. 
Um, if he's still in the, the breakup with the girlfriend moment, um, you got to move past that too, just because we um, you are not going to be able to um, function in life if you do not move past these kinds of incidents, you know? Um, and like I said, I know better than anybody else, you know what I'm saying? I've had my um, fill of dealing with mild racism in certain instances because mm-hmm. um, after enough things, it, the, it it goes from mild racism and it stops being mild racism. It's like, okay, what, what's really hood over here? You know what I'm saying? What's, what, what's, what's up with you people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it. You know, I, I, I 100% get it. But I really do want him to um, just be in a good space. Um, and, it, yeah, he probably just doesn't belong in wrestling at the moment yeah. um, because um, the wrestling business is going to be what it's going to be. You know, it's it, it's it, a lot of these old habits die hard. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, the wrestling business has been doing what it's been doing for decades. And it's just now starting to clean itself up. Um, like when I watch WWE and AEW and, um, you know, you're finally not just seeing the diversity, but now you're finally starting to see inclusion with, with the black talent. It is getting, um, better, but it's probably not where it should be yet. But, um, if that's a business that you're gonna be in, you know you gotta you gotta figure out some kind of workaround. And the and I I, I think we'll, we'll probably get into this later, but I think promoters need to um, make sure the mental health and not just the black talent, but just all their their talent is is fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have people at press press conferences eating breakfast pastries and going off and uh, all this stuff with with Thunderosa and you know this 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 stuff all comes you know it, it, I have, it how you gonna be how you gonna be angry with a toaster strudel Chris how? I know right like you oh you this like this dude was just taking well we'll get into that man but uh yeah this the, the, these wrestlers you know they got to Make sure their mental is taken care of before anything else, man. That that comes first. Your 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 um your overall physical health, um, and your mental health. Yeah. You know that those it's things getting come better, first. but it's it's not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Because because you this this the, the, that business will eat you up, swallow you, um and shit you out man and i've just seen it way too many times yeah i I can only imagine what it feels like to have been busting your ass in the field for so long to people Mm -hmm. only to associate you with a situation that does not feature the the company that you work for is best moment in addition Mm -hmm. to people looking at you in a certain way because of a uh a, a, a emotional sort of distress moment that you were in you know what I'm saying? Right. People like so, solely associating you with that, with, with that after you putting in however many amount of years of work into this specific field that you've been in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that that's like a that that's, that's just like a the more like thing in a way to to know that 
people look back at your career and that's going to be probably one of the, the key points or, or bigger talking points that people will often associate you with. So I, I, I know that's likely a, 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 a something that's that's weighing on them heavy as well. And like he talked about how he wants to have a like a conversation mm-hmm. with someone there. Like I, I I I don't know if that's gonna happen. Like and and if if he does get that, I hope that brings him some type of peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but I I do think what Chris said like does sort of lay some credence as far as like you like especially at this point like you just gonna have to like essentially say fuck them and like just keep moving forward because i eat the exactly that i hope uh mentally above everything else because i'm i'm pretty sure like like i mentioned um earlier like i'm pretty sure it's a a damning thing to know that you know you work this hard and then people only have come to us associate you with this with this thing that is mm-hmm. completely unrelated to your in-ring work which you in this professional right. for so you know uh yeah, yeah. M- much love to ach man i hope you're able to you know bounce back yeah, and the, the wrestling business is just unforgiving, man. They're you know you, you um they're not gonna they're only gonna feel sorry for you for so long. I really do hope this brother um lands on his feet what in whatever he tries to do. Uh, um, at this point, um, because this has been a couple years now, I don't think the wrestling business is 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 something that he's suited for um the problem though the problem that ACH is 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 bringing is going to have to deal with now is yeah whatever business he's in this kind of shit is going to exist you know it's not like you leave the wrestling business and this stuff goes away. It's it's like the the to- the toxicity level in the wrestling business might be higher than most businesses, but um, the, as far as stuff like this, you know, because uh, I still remember that uh, Dave Chappelle sketch. Right. We're we keeping it real goes wrong, and uh, mm-hmm. the dude is a, is mm-hmm. working that corporate job. And um, so uh, the white guy says, "Hey, give me five, man, or put it." There. You still talking, Chris? Yeah, I'm talking. Do you hear me? Yeah, he he he, he good, Nate. Uh oh, yeah. Nate, you good? Oh, you you good, Chris? All right, yeah. So um, that um, so yeah, so that when keeping it real goes wrong, stuff um is mm. is real for us in whatever field that we are in, man. And uh, hopefully, hey, hey Chris, yeah. I, I was gonna say, do you think that it's a it's a combination of may, maybe ACH not being able to take that uh, an extended period of time away from pro wrestling, in addition mm-hmm. to him, you know, wanting to actually be in WWE? Like, I, I don't think that's like anything like speculative. Like he's like he talked about like that's a big part of his career that I'm sure that he wishes could have went differently do you think it's like a combination of those two things like him yeah. also not being able to take like a an, an extended break away from wrestling in general on top of him internally maybe still wanting to get that chance in wwe yeah like this is a, a big part of this is just kind of like critical thinking skills right because i do i do think that i think that you know what him what to be a wwe and him you know needing to get his mental 
issues in order. And I'm not saying mental issues issues as a derogatory thing. I'm just saying mm. it as a thing that this brother needs. Nah, to I, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 And he, he needs to, he needs to get all that stuff in order, man. And, um, hopefully, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah, he just doesn't need to be in the, in the wrestling business right now. He needs to, I don't know how much he's saved up, how much he's, he's amassed, but he's, he's got to, to take care of whatever issues that, cause look, man, I, I've, I've been through the stuff that he's been through, but I don't have the the um, luxury of just being able to still be on whatever. Like I'm, I'm at an age and a point in my life when shit happens. I gotta, I can be sad about whatever shit's happening in that moment for that period of time. And then I just have to be prepared for the next thing that's going to happen. Cause shit is always happening. It never stops. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that, that's just the nature <laughs> of being a responsible adult. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. Yeah. You, 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 you are going to deal with these kind of things, you know? And it's um, the fact that he still, um, this thing weighs um, so strongly on him, even like a few years removed from the fact, um, it, it's, it just really speaks to um, the issues that he's kind of dealing with because he's he's got us. I mean, if, if this is, it'd be bad enough if this was like hitting you for like six months, man. Yeah. Where are we at now? This is like it's been some years and some change, you know. Like Chris, that was that was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was when the world was still normal and shit, man. And we're still like over here, like what's what's good, dude? You got to, you can't be on TV right now. You can't be on TV. You can't be wrestling. No indie shows. None of that stuff. Um, If if um. If if uh, if I don't know what it's like in his state, but if he could collect some some like dis- disability for um, a few months to to deal with those mental issues, if they'll, if if they'll get, it won't be a huge check, but it'll be something, man. But you can't be in this space right now. You can't be working because that's the the problem with life right now, right? So he's still upset with this t shirt stuff, and then on top of that, he had a a breakup that really got to him. And then on top of that, he had, um, he had a, a death of a parent, you know what I'm saying? And you to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you are dealing with a, a, a lot of crap and you're, and you're yeah. dealing with so much crap that you're not even over the other, like if my mama or my grandmother died, I wouldn't give a fuck about some stupid ass shirt. And you know what I'm saying? Like that, that would, that problem would be like, not saying it won't hurt still. Bottom of the total pole now. Yeah. yeah. It's in, it's the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like the breakup is bad enough. I know, like I said, I know the mental toll breakups take on you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it just, um, it just messes with you. Like, um, me and the ex that I that I broke up with, we we just recently made peace, like um, and 
few months ago, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it, it takes that long, you know what I'm saying? And it, the, the stuff we had going on with us was, was like in the last decade, you know what I'm saying? It was like, like mm. uh, 2013 or 14, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you gotta, um, you gotta move on. Not saying you got to forget the stuff you were going through, but you got to move on and you got to get to that next level, that next rung in life, my bro. So so you, it's, it's a process because you mentioned all the other things, not to mention like just being alive during the last three years. That's an emotional mm-hmm. toll that we still yes. don't know the, the ramifications of that on people's psyche and people's mental health. Yeah. On top of that, just being a black person in America, man. Right. Yeah. Like, that's exhausting. Like, it's yeah. exhausting just being black in this country. And mm-hmm. so, especially over the last four or five years. And, and so you put all of that together in this in this mix, you know, in this gumbo of stuff that's going on inside this brother's head. And I think when you look at that WWE shirt, it is, like you said, Chris, the U2, that song, Stuck in a Moment, and you just can't get out of it. And yeah. I think part of that is because when you when when he looks at that and not to speak for him but it's like that is the thing like that should have been my happiest moment right i worked hard all these years to get to this place and this is this is how that place did me yeah and i'm sure like it eats at him but like you said eventually you got to kind of let that go not to absolve them of any wrongdoing right yeah your own mental health you know what i mean for your own peace of mind uh so i hope he can get to that point because you know the, the brother was talented and they they did him dirty yeah and we'll deep we'll do a deeper dive into because because the cm punk stuff is a, a topic on this show this week right mm-hmm. or this month right so we'll get you into, already know yeah. chris the people that seen the show they've seen the name the title of yeah. this episode, so they know yeah. we're gonna get into that. Yeah, so we're 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 gonna do a deep dive in this because I think it all <laughs> I think all of this is in a roundabout way um is related to each other. And I was, mm. I've seen your comments, I'm having a hard time displaying them, so please forgive me at the moment, y'all. But um, I'm seeing Dickie Bird and I'm seeing um uh, who else? Uh, Black Maga, uh, Mega Man, Black Mega Man. Right. That's a that's a totally totally different listener. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 yo, yeah. yo, like, look, look. As soon as he said Black Mega Man, Andrew, I was like, oh snap, Herschel Walker heard what we said about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we're seeing your comments. I'm, a, we're, we're, I'm trying to work on getting them displayed. Um, please forgive me. There we go, Chris. So that's for right, uh, Black Mega Man. Black, okay, yeah. All right, cool, so. Say, but, right. That was back when everybody Black still Mag. loved NXT. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so, when Chris said Black Mag, I was like, hold on, brother. I was like, who this? I know, like, yeah. It would make sense, like, if, you, if any of you guys ever get a chance, read the post-wrestling comments on, like, Apple Podcasts or Podbean or whatever streaming app you listen to those shit. motherfuckers are all <laughs> kinds of racist and the, the shit that they say about us, man, it's like Jesus Christ, man. So yeah. Uh, let me see. So, so you, you are, what, what does it say? You say, so you're just saying ACH should have just ate some muffins. 
I don't know. Those muffins were making CM Punk um, angrier. Hey, so, hey, it's like... hey, 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 Chris and Chris and Nate, did y'all see um, NXT's Idris and Offa and Malik Blaze spoof the CM Punk uh, All Out Media Scrum? No, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they they did like a little like it, it, it was like probably thirty seconds in total. They spoofed, mm-hmm. but like uh, the dude Malik Blaze, he had like took the took the drink the big gulp like tony khan did in the press conference mm-hmm. and, uh and it just had yeah. the, the, the the towel wrapped around his neck and he was eating the muffin <laughs> and stuff like that he was like I, he was like i'm he, he was like i'm young i'm old and i and i'm fucking tired and like he was just like just making like little references and stuff here and there like they they was hilarious man uh interesting and malik over at nxt but like, I, we, we, y'all ready to uh, get on to the I think, next I think we topic? Should, we should get into the world of AEW then. Let's let's yeah, do let's, it. Let's go on yeah. ahead and and do that. Yeah, let's say let's say the. Let's get into AEW, man. We're gonna start off with some 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 pos- some positive news, man. The the acclaimed are yes. finally the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Max Caster and Anthony Bourne's. Uh Big shout out to Anthony Bourne's as well. I saw he had, he put out. On his social media, I know he has said in the interviews too. I think he's AEW's first uh, openly gay male champion uh, in the, in the mm-hmm. company. So yeah, big shout out to Anthony Bourne. So his milestone on top of the collective milestone with him and him and Caster. Uh, and I, me, me personally, I, I didn't think that this match was better than the one they had at All Out, but yeah, I don't really think it, it mattered because the crowd was like, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the crowd, the crowd was there for one reason. They wanted to see. I, I'm talking about involved in this match for one reason. They, they wanted to see the acclaim get the tag belts and uh it, it, i think it was a, mm-hmm. a great moment for them overall and like for them to ha- get, give billy gunn his uh his re- rejuvenate his career <laughs> on, on, on top yeah, of yeah. you know on top of their rise so yeah shout out to mass cast and anthony bones man i know there's a lot of people who felt like uh at all out that that was probably well not even felt but i was like the, the consensus that all out that that was like there that that, that was like the time when you knew that that it was like Coming in the future, that the acclaim was probably gonna get a tag titles at some point, and I'm glad they got to have that big moment in the in the region that they either they and, and they trained in as well uh, up at Creative Pro. So yeah, shout out to Mascass and Anthony Bowens, man. Yeah, uh, Bowens is from uh, Jersey and Casters from New York. His pops played for uh, the New York Jets. Yeah. Um, I I don't care about the Jets, but that's another <laughs> conversation for for another day. Uh, that's my boy Hugo and. Uh, Jamal, Jamal, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, to to the both of them. And this is what we've been talking about with AEW for a while. And I think AEW is really starting to get it. Did Chris just freeze on us? Uh oh! Then Mimosa's caught up to the brother. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh dear. Most of us is most of us is spent right, right. You, you PC, can't man. podcast and drink with Moses, brother. Hey, you, you know what's happening? The the the, the powers that mm. be. They they. I don't I don't, I don't know what's going on, mm. man. I'm talking, I'm talking about the higher powers, right? The higher right. Powers, man. I don't know what's they they, they, they trying they trying to stop us, man. I don't know what's going on. But I'm telling you, man. Like, once they, we started talking but, about but, Black Maga, they was like, we got to take <laughs> these brothers off the air. <laughs> and and, and I've so, sort of circling back on uh, on Chris's point. Like I, I yeah. know that you've been a big advocate for the acclaimed. Uh, you've been. I, I know since we started this podcast, you've always been one that's been very supportive of Anthony Bourne's and Mass Cast as well. Uh, so talk to me about how you felt about the acclaim winning the tag titles and, and you know how critical of a role that Swerve mm. and Keith Lee played in that on t- like you know them just naturally putting themselves into that 
heel position. I don't even know if you right. like. I, 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 but for for bro, I don't even know if it is like an exact heel position. I just feel like the crowd just was so pro the acclaimed. Like I don't right. feel like they was like anti. They weren't anti, and, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just but, everybody loves the acclaimed. Man, exactly. Drew. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, like like you said, I've, I've been a big fan of these brothers for a minute. Minute. Um, I was actually surprised it happened. Cause I, I felt like it was a little soon, but mm. man, when when the crowd is that into uh, a performer, you have sometimes you got to throw the plans out the window and mm. ride the hot hand. And these two guys have improved in ring. Like I think, man, Bowens is a dude that just impresses me. You know, friend of the show, Steve Willie. Uh, you know, he and his kids met Anthony Bowens. Said the dude was just like uh, one of the nicest guys out there. You know, you see the work mm. he does for. Uh, glad and uh organizations like that like it's it's good to see man and i feel like one of the things i took from all out andrew is that and it uh, looks like we might have the professor coming back but one of the things I, 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 <laughs> my man spilled chris you can't be drinking mimosas and podcasting you spill it on the laptop brother <laughs> hey, but, but chris looks so chris looks so disappointed bro <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's, it's it's technology, babe. Sometimes you gotta roll with roll with uh, what what comes up. But uh, yeah, so Chris, we were talking about the the acclaim, and I was saying how I felt it might have happened a little too soon. But you you got to go with the hot hand when the crowd is that yeah. behind a group, and I, I love what them dudes are doing. I think one of the things that I took away from this year's All Out, as opposed to when we look back to last year's All Out, is we had a lot more color on mm-hmm. the program. Uh, and I, I dig that. My only, my only small nitpick, Andrew, and I think you know where I'm going with this is a lot of them, a lot of those uh, black performers were playing conference games, and I feel like the next yeah. step is to, you, you yeah. finding your shit with this the, the conference game. The next step, yeah. right? Like, like the next step is like Powerhouse Hobbs and Willie, uh, 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 Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks they great. Mm-hmm. Let's let's let let's see them be great against other people. Uh, Swerve and Keith and the acclaim, they great. Let's see him be great against other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm loving that we're getting all this representation on All Out, which is something that was sorely missing last year. Uh, but now I want to see him mix it up and and be elevated. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't just have to keep playing these SWAT games and these MIAC games. Uh, <laughs> let's let's see him expand into other conferences, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree. I'm, um, do you guys hear me, first of all? Yes, yeah, we, we hear you. You go, Chris. Okay, you go, Chris. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, I think for me, it's just I'm I'm just glad that AEW the the talent it finally seems like uh, the black talent matter. You know what I'm saying? Like the I actually cared about um, who was going to win or lose that mm-hmm. uh, match between um, uh, Swerve and Our Glory and the Acclaim. You know, mm-hmm. in the past, it just felt like. Um, when I would watch this show, that everything was inconsequential when it came to black talent, and mm. for the first time, um, especially with the male talent, um, and well, with the female talent too, um, but it just felt like everything was inconsequential. It just felt like it didn't matter who won or who lost, um, and even when um, Swerving Our Glory first won the tag titles it really just didn't feel like, you know, it's, there was something off about it in the beginning. They didn't mm-hmm. see, they were having excellent matches, 
but they didn't seem like they were putting any kind of juicy storylines or anything like that. And this with, with um, the acclaim seemed good. Um, and I would have loved for Swerve in Our Glory to have a good um, year title reign, but um, it just wasn't in the cards because the acclaim just got so hot so yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, we can see what happens with Serving Our Glory. They could go for the tag titles again. You know, they can mm-hmm. branch off and become singles wrestlers. Um, and anything could happen with those dudes. And um, I'm I'm just here for it all. And I'm I'm happy for those guys. And I'm ha- I'm happy for um for uh, Swerve in Our Glory too. I'm happy um, yeah. that that they're doing some stuff. And um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just. Uh, like like I said, I'm glad like they still need to work on the female talent in AEW, but um at least, you know, baby steps with these fools, right? <laughs> and, and and like you you want like Chris just to follow up on, on both you and Nate's point, sort of transition in, in, in into more of this conversation. The reactions that Swerve Strickland has been getting has been one that's been garnering like a lot of attention, like on a lot of from a lot of different people. Like Seemingly went from, you know, big baby face guy and just, you know, him and Keith naturally leaning into this role that the crowd, uh, you know, seemingly put them into because of the acclaims rise. And I think they've done a great job in that. And like specifically speaking about Swerve, like I think it was really cool to see like the not not, not cool, but but it, it was cool to see like the the amount of like sort of booze that he was reigning in like in the, mm. in the way that he was playing off it and of course him bringing like we're we gonna touch on the uh the celebrities that was that, that was brought in i feel like that's gonna be a funny conversation that we're gonna have but specifically speaking about swerve like i remember he had said and he, he said in quite a few interviews man i'm talking about since he uh since he first left wwe uh that he you know approached triple h and he was just like man i want to be one of your guys like he recently mm-hmm. uh brought, brought it up again on, on renee's podcast but you know he's so Swerve said it a couple of times when he was just like, you know, he told Triple H, like, look, what do I got to do to be, you know, I feel like I could be one of your main, main guys. Like, I just need you to sort of, you know, get behind me and, you know, let, let, let me do my thing and let's, let's get together and let's do some stuff. And like, you, you see what he's doing now and the, the people he's bringing in and you sort of blending that AEW product into the hip hop culture and, you know, playing his role in that. I'm pretty sure some other people in there as well, but, you know, he's uh, mixed up in that and, like I mean, it, I, I think he made he made some some very very valid points, man. As far as like he felt like he should have been one of those guys in WWE. I feel like we've been saying it for quite some time that you know that that definitely even when he was still there that you know definitely could have been one of their guys if they if they wanted to. And I know he put out a tweet recently where he was like he feels he's the best acquisition for AEW in 2022. And it's it's kind of hard to argue with him <laughs> for real for real. So. I, I mean, like he, he got he got a solid point right there, man. So I, I was just more so wondering about what y'all thought about Swerve uh, saying that he's the AEW's best acquisition of twenty twenty two. Um, I, who all did they um get this year, man? It's so many. Uh, Athena, yeah. uh, Stoke, uh, yeah. who came? Uh, you got you got Saraya just popped up. Uh, yes, who who can't? Anybody come in January or fe- I, can't, I can't, bro. It's been, it's been so many people, bro. Yeah, I, 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 I just give it to them just because I don't yeah, just- <laughs> remember who else has been there, you know. It's just, yeah. um, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, Nate's having internet issues, so yeah, I just got yeah, that message from. Yeah, from is it, uh, is it, the camera stuck on me, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's stuck on yeah, the I, oh, that, this is like the like most. Uh, we, 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 have, we have we have some trouble, man. We, we definitely have some trouble with the internet. Uh, hopefully, when they get back in here, uh, he'd be able to take the take the camera off me. But we, we, we'll keep going, Chris, because you because you can still hear me all good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, okay, you. cool. All right, cool, Chris. Let, Chris, let, let's let's talk about this. Uh, Trina popping up on on, on the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, uh, involved in the segment with Jay Cargill, uh, Diamante, Layla Gray, and, and Kiera Hogan. She was uh, originally sided with uh, Diamante, who's been built in as the the OG baddie from the three hundred five. I think a lot of people yeah. speculated it was Trina, and it was very cool to see her on AEW Dynamite. Um, and of course, Rampage Grand Slam. Chris, how, Chris, how, how do you feel about these? Uh, the, the the people who when a, I'm pretty sure you saw it, but some people immediately when they saw Trina they was the one the the, the who is this who is this thing oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Saw, I, I saw people too I, I saw all disrespect not just from like wrestling fans but people that I respected wrestling media I just saw people just banging on uh Trina like you know who is this woman and all that kind of shit mm. I'm like. Is and, and, and some people were, were trying to say she wasn't relevant anymore in 2022. Uh, let's just forget the fact that um, Love and Hip Hop Miami. Um, I forgot the about that. Love and Hip Hop Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't watch that shit, but um, it always beats wrestling in the ratings. You know what I'm saying? It, it, always, <laughs> it always does. You know, it's one of those shows that people. Um, are here for and they watch yeah. and um, it's it's just um, the um, it's it's like Trina is is not any kind of nobody. I don't I, yeah. I just understand uh, that uh, that commentary. You know what I'm saying? I I'd say um, out of I think she's a um, she, I, I think she's a top. 10 female rapper i think she i i i give her that um as far as like miami uh florida rappers she's top five i mean i um it'd be like her uh pitbull luke um jt money um you know cats like that uh like i mean she's in some good company but i i definitely think she treated somebody that um, made her mark on the business, you know? Mm. Um, and I think it's good that, you know, it was cool seeing her on AEW. Um, hey, 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 Chris, what, what do you think also think about sort of the, the bridging of the gap, the, sort of the bridging between this AEW product and the hip hop culture, of course, with DJ uh, Who Kid and, and, and Fab, Fab popping up on AEW Dynamite as well. They accompany Mass Caster, uh, Bowens, and, and, you know, uh, Swerving Our Glory to the Ring, respectively. Uh, what, what are sort of your thoughts about AEW sort of leaning more into that? You could, I think we saw Kevin Gates. They had Jermaine, Jermaine fucking Dupree on, yeah. <laughs> on, AEW, on AEW Dynamite. Uh, what, what's, what's sort of your thoughts about, you know, the, them bridging that gap and, and, and yeah, sort of leaning, I, leaning more to the culture? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's cool. I think that's, that's something that, um, um, I don't think, I think that WWE and AEW have both like, um, WWE, I, th- I think they they've tried to lean in with that, um, but there's a, like you know I think for WWE it's like if you weren't like um, Snoop Dogg or someone yeah, like that, yeah. you really just weren't gonna um, get a whole lot of love. I mean, I think they did they did do something with uh, Flo Rider uh, one. Oh yeah, Flo, 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 Flo Rider always get the <laughs> he always get the. <laughs> 
Yeah, but the stuff with the stuff with Flo Rider though, he was kind of um, made to look like a dork too. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, he did. Hey, 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 Chris, do you think that has something to do with maybe like not not necessarily like that in, in terms of like maybe how they how they want stuff done? Is they be like, hey, you need to be recognizable on a yeah. global scale, opposed to hey, you can't just be known within like no no well known within the black community and known in certain sectors and other yeah uh yeah you, you get what i'm trying to say yeah 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 you know i get it yeah they they like they want their people to be mainstream or at least um about as mainstream as WWE, you, you know right. and um it's not like trina i mean trina's most mainstream time period was um when she did um, uh, probably the Diamond Princess was her best album. She did uh, the ba- the Baddest Bitch um, mm. first, and then uh, Diamond Princess next. Um, and um, she like uh, like at her peak, you know, like remember, what, remember that music video she did <laughs> with um, Warren Sapp. And, uh, <laughs> She, uh, I guess he had dissed her or something, and he, and he was like breaking all of his shit uh, <laughs> in the house uh, as Nate sta- sits there uh, frozen. Uh, yeah. Hey, because oh, hey, this is a hell of a stream we got. Huh? I know this is easily going to go down as the worst um, <laughs> in our shows. Uh, history. I, I I don't see how it's gonna beat anything else, but we still uh, we still, yeah. still moving, Chris. We still moving, bro. Okay, cool, cool. We still moving. All right. All right. Well, look, man. We 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 we're we're here for for the people. Man, let me let me, let me tell you something, Chris. Technology yeah. is is whooping our ass tonight, man. Technology is is it's around, <laughs> yeah. and technology out here doing some globe trotter stuff on on your boys tonight, hey, man. Hey, hey, and they and they try and they try try something for me. Take take your camera off for like five minutes or so, and then be on audio uh, for a little bit, and then and then bring it back if that's okay. Because like, because because like maybe right. it's like slowing down a little bit, or or is it, oh, you are good now. Yeah, I'm good. Like my Wi-Fi. So okay, my okay. Wi-Fi after after Chris spilled his mimosa on the laptop. My Wi-Fi just blacked <laughs> out, and, and so it just came back on. Uh, so yeah, the wi- I had to reset the Wi-Fi there to get go. back up on here. But yeah, like we, we, you know, we gonna keep it moving. We gonna keep it moving, hey. Andrew Thompson. Hey, so so Nate, I, I actually wanted to ask you why me and Chris was on the topic. Like, what, what do you think about sort of that? So so sort of the the, the people out there that was doing that, or oh, who's training stuff, and and and, and also mm-hmm. within that, what do you think about you know AEW sort of bridging? you know, the hip hop culture within their product and, you know, how, how cool you think that is. And also, man, like I just wanted to mention, like I know Swerve, uh, he was part of the, the Rolling Loud lineup, I think up in NY and he was um up in New York. Yeah. And he was on, he was on, I think he was a part of the lineup with Kodak, Kodak Black. And in my opinion, people, people, people can see me about this one. The, the greatest rapper of my generation, G Herbo. I don't care what nobody say. Anybody got any type of debate about this? We can go catalog for catalog. Mm. You ain't gonna win. I'm telling you, the greatest, the greatest rapper of my generation is G Herbo. You, you, you can fight me on that one. Okay, but 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 about to say, Nate, but how, how cool is it for you? You know, for some, somebody that's been lifelong wrestling fan to 
see the hip hop culture embrace just, just yeah. in wrestling in general. Like it doesn't have to be specific. I mean, we, we all still be talking about AEW, but like just in a general sense, how, how cool is it for you as a lifelong wrestling fan to finally see like the culture being more embraced and, and prominently featured as we see names like Trina, we see names like mm-hmm. uh, Fabulous DJ, DJ Who Kid. We, you know, we Kevin Kevin Gates been on some shit, so we 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 yeah, we don't let Kevin Gates do. <laughs> but, but Jermaine, but, but, but Jermaine Jermaine Dupree, Jermaine yeah. Dupree, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's cool to see. Yeah. So you know, this is something that we've been talking about for a minute, Andrew. In terms of how do you bring the culture into pro wrestling? You know, and I think mm-hmm. we've seen attempts over the years, uh, some good, some bad. Uh, I think honestly, <laughs> the best like integration of the culture into pro wrestling in recent years has probably been the new day. You know, I think like, cause it, it, it can't just be, we bringing a rapper out, you know, it can't just be, we bringing, you know, somebody from the culture out. You have to understand the culture. And I think mm-hmm. the new day, you know, with Wale and, and cats like that new day understood the culture. Uh, when you talk about what's going on with AEW, I think it's really interesting, Andrew, uh, because you can see there is an appreciation for the culture, you know, and, and mm-hmm. with the way they present these folks. And it, like, I never thought in my lifetime, Andrew, I would turn on uh, wrestling on a Friday night and see your boy, good old JR out here. Uh, oh my God, Trina, how, how could you do that? Trina by God. How, how, she's, she's just a Jezebel, Andrew Thompson. <laughs> she is the baddest bitch, Tony. Jerrell's probably love some training on the low. I ain't probably gonna lie to you. Jerrell's be on some shit on Twitter. So, (laughs) yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we know we know he got that. He got the hook up on that Bluetooth. Uh, uh, Shout out to the shout out to the Bluetooth people. If you're looking for sponsors, we here out here post wrestling all day. Uh, But here's the thing, Andrew. Like I think that there is like there can be a fine line between appreciation and appropriation. Right. Mm. And so like that's I, I want to see AEW continue to show appreciation for the culture and continue to integrate the culture into their shows. What I don't want to see is a situation where. Tony Khan or, you know, AEW or Time Warner kind of is using the culture to bring eyeballs in, but then not doing right by the culture on the other side in their programming. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want it to be a situation where we just go, you know, bring Trina out. Uh, you know, we're going to bring, uh, you know, these fabulous. these yeah. fabulous. Yeah, we're going to bring these cats out and get the shine from it, you know, get the Twitter buzz from it. But we're not going to put the work into, you know what, let's now that we got the eyeballs here. Let's actually create some interesting storylines for these black performers. You know what I mean? That's fair point. Let's actually give, give them something substantive. Uh, but but yeah. yeah, like like I I enjoy it, I, and I think it's coming from a good place. And yeah, shout out to shout out to Swerve, man, because I think Swerve is is in his bag right now, and and it, it comes through, you know, when you're watching these shows. Hey, 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 and, and of course, coming from there, I don't know if you had the chance to see it, but uh, DJ Ukid and, and Waka Flocka said they wanted a tag match against Swerve mm-hmm. and Keith Lee. Coming out of their, uh, <laughs> c- c- coming out of their situation. I, 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 I don't know if they was joking or they was like just yeah, yeah. you know. I, I really, I mean, it, it, it seemed like they was just having some fun, but like, I mean, shit, fun, fun could like you know them joking around. Yo, yo, yeah, we saw how Nyla Rose like, like Nyla Rose low key got the the best Twitter in wrestling right now. Uh, yeah. Shouting out Lil Nas X. So who knows what could happen? Did, 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 a joke, a joke to start. 
Uh, I, I don't think he responded yet, but uh, like he may have. Uh, but like uh, so you know, some something joke funny here on Twitter. It could turn into something serious, man. So like, you never know, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris, any final notes on the uh, sort of bridging that gap in AEW between the, you know the, the hip the hip hop culture and you know also yeah. in the progressive? Uh, I'm just not here for any treat of disrespect. Uh, yeah, tell him, Chris. Tell him, Chris. Like the, the, that, that woman is is a pioneer in rap. Um, she's she's the precursor to a lot of the Megan Thee Stallions mm. and um, the uh, Lottos and the the shit we see today, man. So so, so put some respect on that woman's Talk name. To. Talk uh, to they'll, they'll be. Uh, I, I I love Trina, man. Like uh, I bought. Um, you know, okay, I, like we got we got an update. We got an update from Mr. Kane on uh, the uh, Lil Nas X Nyla Rose uh, hey, dude, uh, back up. and forth. That's Lil Nas up, X said he was listening, so you never know, Andrew. There you go. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, hey, 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 yeah. hey, man, the, the WWE better stop playing and get Cardi B up in there. Like she she been yep. basically ask, asking them for a brick. Like, hey, y'all need to go. Yeah. Ahead. Let's let's do something. Like, oh, I like. Bro, as, as soon as I would have saw her like quote tweeting us, I'd have been like, "Dude, let's let's get on the phone. Let's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Let's, yeah. let's, let's get let's get this shit rolling. Let's do something. Like even if it's a, it's a backstage segment, we can't get her like live in front of the crowd. Let's hook up something. Have her send in the fucking video. Like, <laughs> like, right. like, right. like, what, like what are we doing, bro? Like you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I, it, it, it definitely is cool to see you know the culture being embraced more in pro wrestling in, in a natural sense. It, it, it really is cool. But sort of moving on to our next topic, man. S- something that I know Chris had wrote an article about over on WrestleNomics.com. You go check mm-hmm. that man out. Uh, the, we are still feeling the uh, the fallout from All Out uh, since the last time we talked. Um, matter of fact, I, I don't even think we did a podcast when this happened. Like, this is our first nope. time speaking since this, yeah. since this yeah. actually happened. But uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now uh, the, the former AEW world champion CM Punk. Um, you know, he had, he was now, he was, uh, the title was vacated along with the, uh, tr- uh, AEW World Trios Championships that were held by the elite Kenny Omega, Matt Nick Jackson, uh, because of the reported physical altercation that took place involving Punk, uh, the elite, and ad- in addition to uh, producer A Steel, who was uh, close friends with CM Punk, and um, the-, the likes of Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, um, they-, they were all suspended. And Pat Buck were suspended from AEW as well, reportedly suspended from AEW for their um, involvement in, the- in that entire situation. Uh, Chris, I know you had like um, you had a complete breakdown on the written breakdown on the on, on the WrestleNomics site about this whole situation. So I definitely wanted to you know get your take about it and also uh, you know so, sort of let, let the people know what you wrote about in your article if they didn't get a chance to check it out as it relates to the situation. Right. So my article came out at the beginning of the month while things were still coming in. Um, now we kind of know a little bit more. Um, and my my, my whole thing in my article is I didn't think that anybody had to be fired um, unless there was some kind of um, lawsuit or something going on then you know if, if that's the case then that everything that I wrote about just forget about which I said in the article but um, if 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 everybody could come together and you know figure things out um, and see what the problem is, in AEW, I think it would be um, it would behoove everybody to see that. Um, I don't. Um, I think CM Punk. I think if if CM Punk 
can't admit what he did at that press conference was wrong, yeah. then he mm-hmm. probably needs to kick rocks. Um, if the if the um elite guys, if if they can't admit that, you know, going to this dude's locker room after he said all that crap, like right after that, while a guy was running extremely hot, um, you know, that I don't when you're in a management position, you are held to a different standard than um, your uh, workers, right? It's just, that's just yeah. the what the nature of uh, wrestling. I think this is a good test for um, the Young Bucks and um, Kenny Omega and all of them. You know what I'm saying? Because and Tony Khan as well. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, Tony yeah. Khan as well. Because and I, I don't, I don't necessarily. Um, agree with the narrative that oh tony khan he, he, you can't be friends with wrestlers and whatnot yeah. you, you can be cool with wrestlers you just there just needs to be boundaries established mm-hmm. you know and right. um cm punk should never feel comfortable to the point where he could just go on um this press conference and eat a bunch of breakfast ca- Pay for <laughs> like he, he brought that dude's mama into this situation. Yeah, hey, hey, bro, hey, hey Chris, that, that that had to be some of the most disrespectful shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I have lived through some pretty epic sports press conferences, and I'm trying to still figure out. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out where this one fits in. Because we've had Allen Iverson go on a yeah. rant about mm-hmm. practice, and that was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, we had Jim Mora with the playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, I have sat through some shit. And this CM Punk stuff it is right there with everything else, man. Um, and... Um, I know people like Wade Keller uh, reported that um, they're going to probably try to buy out um, CM Punk's uh, contract. He didn't speak in uh, definites, but he said that that could happen. Um, If that happens, it it happens. But I do think that, you know, I think I think that this if this isn't. Uh, the way that AEW, if they can't find a way to turn this thing into a big <laughs> for that company, um, then I think it's pretty sad. I think it's, it's I think it's a sad commentary on wrestling ego. I think mm-hmm. it's a sad commentary on just people not knowing how to uh, swallow their pride and and shit yeah. like that because I, I definitely think this is something uh that people care about you know what i'm saying it's it's one of those things that we all of us care about it we all want to see it play out i'm i'm not and i'm not here to to bash anybody um <laughs> i am just my whole thing is i'm not i'm not going to i'm not bashing the evps i'm not bashing cm punk I do think CM Punk was out of bounds in when he did the press conference and, and said all that shit. Mm. Is there's just no nice way of, of saying mm. that. He, he, he was out of bounds, man. And it's just the visual hey. of him just 
stuffing his hey. face with those fucking muffins and shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Chris, 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 throw one back at you. Like with the, it was it got reported by Sports Illustrated that the third party um, investigation was launched into the situation. And I think uh, Fightful Select had, report, had reported that that one one of the individuals who was there, who was present for it was M- was MJF out of all people. But 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 like Chris, how, how do you sort of? I, I know it can be difficult to predict how th- this could play out, but like with the third party investigation and you know everybody being everybody's account being taken for who was involved in a specific situation, how, how do you sort of see this turning out? And of course, you got four of your main people on screen people with CM Punk, with Matt Jackson, with Nick Jackson, with Kenny Omega. Omega specifically, who just came back, Punk, who just came back from an injury. Um, like, yeah. how, how do you sort of foresee, like, everybody sort of getting back into the mix? I, I, I wish I could remember who exactly reported this. I, I want to say it was Fight for Select. Um, I hope I'm correct. But if I'm not, somebody please uh, correct me. But I know it was a report out there about the so, – sort of how – how the morale has been since those respective parties have been gone from AEW for this period of time, and things have been smooth, and it's been – perfectly yeah. fine so i like if, if it is the case then i mean I, I don't know like as far as maybe tony khan's decision making as far as like if he feels the need to let somebody go i don't know if that's necessary necessary but at the same time yeah. it if it's that drastic of a change to where yeah. it's like if it, it, it feels like you know everybody's like you know not on edge per se but like there's like that sort of tension unnecessary tension yeah. and, 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 and now that, that that's not there is like and everything's all good and everything's smooth like is, is it worth it to want to even get that back in there well my whole thing is this this is the and this is the question that i asked in my article did these issues start with cm punk or did cm punk just shine a light on them because mm. let's be 100 real it's not like um CM Punk was um it was it didn't express grievance before this. He did the promo that he cut on Hangman Page and yeah. he kind of went into business for himself in that promo where he called Hangman yeah. Page out and Hangman didn't come out. And why this crap wasn't addressed in that moment is beyond right. me. You know what I'm saying? It's like Tony Khan has this way like this toxic positivity that I talked about last month about AEW, where you just kind of pretend that there is not an issue when there's clearly an issue. Because my whole thing is if it wasn't CM Punk, then like look at the state of Thunder Rosa at the moment, right? Another person that is clearly expressed some sort of disdain in that company and has it even been addressed? We don't know this. We don't know what's being addressed with these people. And that's the thing. CM Punk's issue should have been addressed um, the minute it became an issue. And what's, what's Mark saying? Uh, he, he, said, he said, I don't think they're going to make money off this. A part of me respects that and wonders how much of it comes from Tony owning other sports teams and them not being as quote unquote carny. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a, a shout out to Mark. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I think that they. I think that, um, like I said, I don't think fire and CM Punk. Um, mm-hmm. It gets rid of one of the issues. I mean, maybe you don't have another motherfucker 
eating breakfast pastries in a press conference. <laughs> it's a, it's a breakfast pastry. <laughs> Why you, go, why, you go, why you going in on this man's nutritional choices, Chris? I'm just saying, man, because it's just the way he was eating them. It was like, it was like the more he was eating those things, it was like who, who amongst us hasn't been angry at breakfast, Chris? Who amongst us yeah. hadn't been sitting well, there eating a pop tart just wanting to cuss somebody out? Yeah, it was. It was like those be- those breakfast pastries were giving him more. Like he would talk shit, <laughs> and the more he ate, like he, a, he said, the breakfast pastry. He was fueling him. <laughs> yeah, it was like fueling this dude. It was like fueling that rap, man. And he was just, he just kept going on. And yo, yo, yo Andrew, him. Andrew, Andrew. You know how like in the cartoons they got like the devil and the angel on somebody's shoulder? Hey, yeah. bro. Yeah. At the press conference, CM Punk had the Pillsbury Doughboy on his shoulder. Tell him how you really feel, Phil. <laughs> like I'm, I'm one of those fools. Like, if anybody's ever been eating with me, I've been out to eat with oh, John and Wade before. If I get food in front of me, I'm shutting the fuck up and eating my food. You know, food calms me down. <laughs> That's what it does with me, man. I, I'll, I'll be probably anxious uh, up until the food gets there. But once the food is there, right, I'm right, a happy right. dude because right. all I wanted was the goddamn food. Hey, bro, yeah. I, I, I only see on Punk could spark a conversation. A serious moment that this dude had could only spark a conversation about about about, about food, man. Shout, shout out to Breakfast her. pastries. <laughs> yeah. About bre- breakfast pastries, man. But, but, yeah. but like, as, as, far, as far as this situation goes, like, I, I don't know exactly how they so, sort of turn it. I mean, maybe it does just turn into a situation of Tony Khan mm-hmm. sort of I mean, like, I, I, I definitely agree with, with Chris's point that it doesn't have to be a thing where he has to be like, "Hey, I can't be friends with any of you anymore. O- right. Only handshakes now. No, no, don't, don't text me. Only email me." Like, like, they, I, I don't think it got to be that type of situation. But I do think there needs to be that sort of, "Hey, you need to understand that while I am trying to make this an environment where I want you to feel that you can express whatever you want to express and not have to withhold yourself yeah. and not have to be something that yeah. you're not." But at the same time, you need to understand that I am your boss and I do sign your checks and this shit don't go without me. So, so like, yeah, y- yeah. y'all need to like ha- have that. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just ha- drawing. It, yeah, it, but it, it's just, I, I think it's just like common respect that you would have for somebody. And I, I feel like in that moment, he did not right. respect Tony in any any way because like, yeah. he, he, he basically well, sat there and, 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 and disrespected the dudes that helped start the company that he was able to, you know, because I, I mean, we've we been like completely real about it. Like mm-hmm. Punk, Punk has always talked about, you know, you know, being starting up the revolution, quote unquote, or like mm-hmm. words alike. And for 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 Cody, Matt, Nick to go do something, go mm-hmm. actually do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, he and and to say that you know they couldn't run the target and stuff like that, and like all these other yeah. comments, I'm like, dude, they right. they they yeah. literally started the alternative that gave you probably one of the biggest moment of your wrestling career. Yeah. So, so like, you can't, you, you, you can't like actually say that. So like, I, I, I think it's also a mix of him being in his feelings on top of. Right. Hey, well, here's I mean, the I'm, thing. I'm here here's the thing. The, hold on, hold on for a second, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. First of all, and this is why I put it back on Tony, because he shouldn't have been at that scrum in that mental state. Right. You got to know, you got to right. know your team. 
if you're the boss in that situation, this dude runs hot. I'm not going to put him in a situation where he can overheat, right? right? Exactly. So that's the first thing. Second thing, real quick, Andrew brought up a name. And I'm not going to play the drop because we didn't have no oh, problem with technical <laughs> issues tonight. But I think with when you look, like, I think there is something to you can tell me like, what's theory, Chris. There is something to it was the grown up in the room, right? Cody yeah. is the dude that came up in this, right? So right. to me, it feels like I'm not saying this wouldn't have happened had Cody still been there, but I feel like it's a different vibe in the room when you got a Cody Rhodes in that situation. And then my yeah. final point on Tony is I'm not saying that he, it's his fault for what Punk said, but, but I think when you look at Tony Khan, that to me has been the fairest criticism of him as a boss. It's like, come on, dog, going back to the big swole situation. That's not how yeah. a boss is supposed to act. Going on, right. going on Twitter, and going yeah, after one of your employees. Talked, you know. Yeah, I talked about that but in I, the article. This, you you have established call out culture in your fucking company. You have said by by yeah. that big swole shit. You have given yeah. the green light for call out culture. That is not something a boss needs to be doing. You don't need to be calling motherfuckers out. Big Swole didn't last in your company. I don't need to know why she didn't um, make the cut. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't need to know why any of the wrestlers who who left AEW didn't make the cut. That is not my business, you know. And if and if you and, and if, when you publicly tweet that because you got butt hurt at some comment. You know, we can't be, we, we, we got to be better than this, man. And also uh, with CM Punk, um, because again, I, 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 I'm not one of those people that think CM Punk automatically needs to be fired. I think, I think you need to, a cooler heads will be with Porver, but, I, but I'm not here for the fucking target disrespect either. Um, this is my problem with Strowman and these motherfuckers that like mm-hmm. we we, we mm-hmm. all work jobs and we all have to fucking Talk pay to for our families and whatever the bills they got to get paid. Being a manager at Target is not some fucking easy shit that you need to do, <laughs> motherfucker. It's not because it's like people that work at Target that um are fortunate enough to be. Um, ET, ETA's team leads and stuff like that. You have to have a bachelor's degree just to be even considered to be a, ma- a manager at Target. And some Targets, if you go to the Target in downtown LA, that shit is like four stories long, man. And it's a big ass store and you've got like over 70 employees you got to deal with. And um, I don't understand the point of CM Punk you know, you you, you want to bang on Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega and Matt Jackson. Bang on those motherfuckers. Say whatever you want to say about those cats. Don't make fun of people that work at fucking Target, and don't make fun of people who um who are um you know don't make fun of a guy because he's sharing an account with his mom you don't know yeah that that, that 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 bro hey bro quick, quick, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish but that i just want to add on but like tell me what we were saying earlier that 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 shit was uncalled for like, i mean all, all of it was uncalled for but like that was like all right bro like like what, yeah, what, yeah, like, what that, are we doing yeah it's like and the thing with cm punk is the thing and this is what i've learned being a professor 
It's like the minute you start talking about all the things that you've done and how things were when you were a wrestler, when you were the guy and stuff like that, you automatically turn into the old motherfucker. You automatically turn into the old guy that like is looking down on mm-hmm. the young people, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the thing. I think I don't think like my whole thing with CM Punk is I think the sentiments behind what he expressed are his honest feelings and oh, if that's how he feels, um, um, then that's how he feels. Yeah, my, my, Mark has said, working people are heroes, man. Thanks for saying it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't like that shit, man. Like, we got people from all walks of life who listen to us on post, who read my articles, who follow us on Twitter and all that stuff. And I'm never, I'm never, ever, ever... For I, I I didn't like when Braun Strowman uh, did that bullshit where he made fun of people for um, starting GoFundMe's when the when the pandemic started and yeah. I I never laughed at a dude getting fired but when Braun Strowman got fired after uh, tweeting that bullshit out when he made was like trying to bang on like Evil Udo is is expressing hey man I'm struggling. Can I get some help? And then this dumbass motherfucker Braun Strowman comes <laughs> up <laughs> and he's like, you should have taken care of your money better. There's another, you know, and, I, and I've never respected him again after that. With CM Punk, the, the one, the, the reason why it's a little bit easier for me to forgive him is he was speaking, he was picking on specific people it wasn't like Mm -hmm. he met i don't think he meant to clown everybody that worked that works at target or everybody that shares an account with their mom i don't think that was his intention but when you're getting personal with people you really need to be careful and cognizant of a whole community of people that um you might be offending because i'm not i'm not here for making fun of motherfuckers working and having a job and sharing accounts with their mom, whether it's the it's the mom's primary account or the son's primary account. I know you got a beef with that dude and you want to handle your beef, but that's not the way to do it. You don't fucking do that kind of shit. We all are trying to are out here trying to um, run the same race and do the same things and be productive members of society and whatever mm-hmm. we do that's legal and pay the bills. Don't fucking clown on that shit. And, 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 and to your point, Chris, it's like, yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. Andrew, like to Chris's point, mm-hmm. punk has kind of become the thing that he banged against for so many. Yes. Like, like you're now the, you're now the establishment guy, dog. Like you, you ain't the rebel no more, cat. You, you on the dark side. You know, you're not, you're not the scrappy underdog. You're this dude that's been making money for years and years and years, coming in telling these younger cats how to, how to do things, right? And I mm-hmm. think it kind of ties into what we talked about a month or so ago when we talked about Booker T, Andrew. Like, there's a way if you're a veteran, right, to talk to these cats, to give advice, whatever, whatever. But it's not like this. And so, like, again, like, I think Punk was in the wrong. I also think Tony wrong, though, again, because, you know, you know how this dude is, man. 
Like I, even I even when this dude is happy. When, right. Even when Team Punk is happy, Andrew, he's still an honorary son of a gun. And so right. like, when he's banged up and he's tired, man, that ain't the time to put this dude in front of a live mic. Right. And but, I also but, think that the, the EVPs are wrong, too, for because you saw the mood this guy was in and you go into his locker room. Nothing right. constructive was going to come from that conversation. I don't care if you had Megha with you or not. He was angry and he was ready to punch, and somebody and his boy was ready to bite him. Bite. Up. <laughs> so, you had no business going to this guy's locker room when he was in that state of mind. If you are management, yeah. you know this. There was a there was a situation that went on a month or two ago where um, D.L. Hughley was the headliner of this comedy show, and then Monique gets on stage before D.L. Hughley, and Monique is just banging on D.L. Hughley, talking all kinds of shit about him and and just mad at him because he's the headliner and stuff. And D.L. Hughley could have easily went to her locker room and yelled at her and started some shit with um, her husband and tried to fight that day. But D.L. Hughley understood that nothing good was going to come from that. And even when he went on stage, he he mentioned it in passing jest, but he just moved on to his set because mm-hmm. that's what grown people do. This is a good mm-hmm. learning lesson for the EVPs. You don't have, just because this guy, you are an EVP of a huge ass company. You don't need to be, oh, this guy said some shit about us. Let's go to his, let me go to his locker room while he's angry as right. a motherfucker. And, and try, what, 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 what's going to be accomplished with that? Like, uh, so, so just to like circle back around to it, like, I, so that this whole scenario uh, assumingly originally started from when Hangman said those words about the workers' right stuff involving, and they, they didn't directly mention CM Punk or, or like, I don't think anybody really caught it at the time, but like going back and like yeah. watching it, it definitely kind of lines up. And I think also when Colt Cabana was like, just sort of vanished from AEW television. And I know Tony mm-hmm. Khan got a question about that um, in, in, in media interviews with people was, I, I think he got asked directly, like, did CM Punk have anything to do with, you know, Colt Cabana being moved over or shifted over to ROH or being, shifted over to uh or being shifted off of AEW television and he said that CM Punk had nothing to do with that. And I think yeah. as, as those talks started to become more prominent and as that thing started to come up more, I think that that started to agitate him, CM Punk a little bit. And like yeah. I feel like that's why he felt the need to say what he said, even though I think that that's wrong. Like the addressing yeah, and, that. And, 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 and what like, go ahead, Chris. No, and what CM Punk did is make himself look even more guilty. He made himself look like the reason that Colt Cabana isn't on AEW television at the moment. He that's with, with that rant. Instead of making himself look like oh I had nothing to do with Colt Cabana being on TV, you talk about this dude. You talk about his goddamn mama. You 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 make fun of him. You you got the lawsuit. I don't know whose fault it was and and whatever lawsuit you had going on, but you instantly babyface this dude 
by all the shit you said in that uh, press conference. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. we, we, we got to be better than this. We, we cannot operate in this fashion if we're um if you're working for an, a big time wrestling company mm-hmm. like andrew was saying um there's a reason and I, I i'm not with this to that oh um tony khan should have never made um the young bucks or kenny omega evps man aw wouldn't have been a th- they, they, that shit probably wouldn't it, but it, it, if you yeah. didn't offer them something that can like fully reel them in beyond the in-ring aspect, bro. Like they, yeah. it's 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 no it's no guarantee that they would even and AEW would even be a thing. Like there is, there is no AEW without that core. Yeah, Cody, Matt, yeah. Nick, Kenny. There is no AEW without them. If you don't make them feel like they are a part of that infrastructure, then there's no guarantee right. that AEW is even a thing. So you had to and- use that. And what people have a tendency to do is they look at one issue and then they'll start trying to justify like every negative thought that they had based off of this one issue. This this issue, um, it was a I, I do believe it was accumulation of things, but it blew, it blew up in that press conference mm-hmm. and it was handled wrong. Does that mean I don't think this needs to be a permanent indictment on anybody involved in that situation but it was handled wrong as long as we can admit that and as long as we can acknowledge that we can move forward from that you know i think that um um this this talk of oh these guys should have never been evps or whatever is just like um it's just like the same stuff where where when CM Punk's having his issues, and now CM Punk, everything CM Punk ever complained about in wrestling, he was wrong about. <laughs> you know and it's like, no, he was he when he when he complained and left WWE in 2013, he had some valid complaints. Let's 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 keep it real. It wasn't like, oh, he was wrong about that too. Now it's like, stop that mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. You know? hey, like, hey, this and, is. And- Hey, if I say, hey, Nate, until a point that you made that I think was, like, really interesting, like, how, you know, t- Tony Khan could be sort of to, to uh, should be, could be held accountable for in terms of, like, how this sort of scenario played out in, in specific to that press conference. Like, I, me, me personally, I try to, when, when it comes to situations like that, I always view people for, like, it how they react in times of conflict. And like right. I, I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think that, I, I, and I, I don't think that Tony is a person who is like very confrontational, like in an right. in-person sense. Like I'm talking about, like somebody's right. like right there, like I, I like, and, and especially, and, and you want to know what I, I think that, in a way, and of course I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking. Like I, I don't know this for a fact, but like I think that CM Punk also knows what he adds to AEW and what he has added yeah. to AEW, and I yeah. think that that, that can be. Not, and and not saying that he has done this, but it can be used in a way to be like, yeah, motherfucker, you need to know what I've done for this for this company and what right, I've yeah, added yeah, to this company, right. and like it can sort of it, it, it can co- it can See, sort of create yeah. that like that that wall right there to be like, oh, should I say something? Like, should I let him do his thing? Yeah, that was CM Punk's uh, 
that was CM Punk's David Ruffin moment. Like he's looking at Tony <laughs> Khan, like ain't nobody yeah. coming to see you, Otis. I see you, yeah. <laughs> like, it's about me. Like I'm bringing the people. I'm bringing people out. You know, what I'm saying I'm putting the butts in the seats. This ain't about you, hey. Tony. It's about me. And and again, hey, hey, Andrew, hey, like, I, I, I think. Nate, 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 I, I, yeah. was, I was just going. I was going to follow up and just ask you, like, do you think it also has to do with Tony Khan maybe not being like a a, a confrontational individual? And not, and, not, and not saying like it's nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about like just black, right. but so, p- people are naturally just who they. I'm talking about like some people are very confrontational. Yeah. Some some people are not. Some people are are confrontational. Some people yeah. like when they when they have those fight or fight moments. Some people will get right back at you as soon as you say something to them. Some people will take a minute. Put them in the process, yeah. what you just say, and then they'll say something. Some people very quick with it. Some people will just hit you in the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm talking about like just yeah. in a not like mm-hmm. just in a general sense. Everybody's different, and I think that Tony Khan is just yeah. one of those people. He's not like mm-hmm. like oh yeah, he gonna tell him to shut the fuck up like during the middle of the press conference. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. Not, he, he probably yeah. shouldn't have did that. Either. Yeah, shouldn't. Have. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, you know no. like like I, I don't I don't blame Tony Khan for not knowing what to do in that press conference. Because to be honest with you, I wouldn't have knew what to fucking do. But hey, 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 Chris, 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 hey, hey, Brad, you wouldn't know the thing that, that like, People are, and bro, I'm, I'm not like for, for, forget this, this this topic in general. I'm, I'm talking about like just just like period. People got this habit of like saying like if they was in a certain situation, oh I'd do this. If, if that was yeah, me, exactly. This, bro, you yeah. do not. I promise you do not know what you would do in that situation yeah, right. unless you are in that situation. Like it, even yeah. if something as simple as like people get into a fight, they'd be like, oh if that was me, you know I yeah. did this, bro. You probably yeah. would have froze up just like bro did. You know what I'm saying? Like, but people all people yeah. always do. Like, they have this habit of like, "Hey man, I would." Yeah. Do, everybody has different flight or fight reactions. Everybody, right. like, and and, and and it don't even it don't even depend just about like how your hard. It depends on the situation, like how you going, how you how your mind naturally reacts to mm-hmm. things. Like, mm-hmm. like I was saying, right. even yeah. if even if something as simple as. A argument with somebody some people are just very naturally quick with it and that's within their fight or fight like they somebody say something to them the first thing you're gonna say is, what, what the fuck you just say to me and like some people are like very like non-confrontational yeah. they like to hold on wait a minute with like yeah let, let, let me and let this me, is where let me process that yeah and this is where uh business psychology and management comes in because one of the things that i know that i wouldn't have done if i was a manager is um <clears throat> if somebody just talked a bunch of shit about me at a press conference or just the kind of leadership conferences I go to with my job. You, you, probably, you probably would have felt some type of way too. Yeah, I would have yeah. felt some type of way, but I wouldn't have, have addressed them in that moment because I know um, just from my experience and what my training is um, that I'm not supposed to address them mm. in that moment. I go to someone else i go to the superior and then we talk about how we handle the situation from there um in no in no way it was it was it ever right for them to go to the guy's locker i don't care who they had with them whether it was um whether it was um whether their intentions were good or whether they were bad it mm. would that was not the moment to be trying to confront him, even if he's invited you to the locker room, say, Hey, come see me. You know, motherfuckers tell me to come see them all the time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to oh, come see them. Oh, my, be telling Chris, come see him all the time in the LA streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, you, Chris you know, still ain't I, seen Omas. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's just like in a, in a corporate setting, which yeah, yeah. it is a corporate yeah. setting because they're EVPs, they should know better. Yeah. Again, the, the, a company is not judged um, because I've I've been here and 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 dealing with companies that have these toxic situations. The one thing I always tell the company is you're not judged on when everything is going good and great and right. everybody loves you. You are judged on when how you handle shit when it goes bad, when it go. goes south, when everybody go. is not loving each other, when everybody's fucking hating each other at the moment, mm-hmm. when the dad is staying over his homeboy's house and sleeping on his couch because <laughs> him, and the, uh, him and his wife ain't getting along. That's how you're judged. You know what I'm saying? How do you handle a situation? When, when do you walk away from something? And then when do you walk towards mm. an issue? This is what a business needs to have these kind of protocols in place for this to happen. And AEW clearly didn't because if they had those protocols, yeah. then the Young Bucks wouldn't have done that. And in the Young Bucks defense and Kenny Omega's defense and everybody's defense in that situation, they are not seasoned managers. They did not go to school for this shit like I did because or like um or been managers for a lengthy period of time where uh, again, uh, like work worked at HR or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, this is this Cody, is not Cody would have had it straight though. Yeah, Cody Chris, I Cody would have had them boys straightened out though. Yeah, I think Cody would have handled it way better. Um and then Cody was always good at that stuff. Um and um it just shows you how valuable a member of that locker room he's in. I'm we're re- I'm seeing all of y'all's comments right now. Um they're they are great comments and we'll get to them but um yeah, yeah man it's and, it's, and if it's, you do want to comment your comments to take precedence y'all know what to do hit that super chat button and you get to the front of the line hmm. hey, with hey, your own hey, breakfast Nate. muffin hey hey Nate, but before before we sort of jump over to the next topic uh i, I know you had like some some final thoughts you probably want to add on this uh you know this tony khan yeah. whole situation and, and maybe what, what, what they could do going forward as the you know the third party investigation continues, and you know we also had the conversation about if it's worth bringing certain people back. But I mean, if we've been if we've been like completely fucking real, like why would you want Omega and the rest of these guys and CM Punk all together on the same? Like, come on now, like that. I mean, first of all, that's yeah. more people to use, more Hell star yeah. power. But at the same time, you also mm-hmm. do got to factor in like how Chris saying the overall morale and making sure that you keep it, it's going to be impossible to keep everybody happy. But at the same time, you also it's all and it's also gonna be that yeah. mindset. I'm pretty sure as you guys know that, bro, you ain't gotta like everybody you work with. There's no rule in this world that has that says you gotta like everybody you yep. work with. That's not a thing. Yeah. That should never be a thing. But at the same time, you should have that sort of courtesy to your coworkers and to be like, okay, if I got some beef right. with you, let me pull you to the side in the back, one on one, ain't nobody else. But like to, to carry it out publicly. Like you, you, if you if you if you disrespect somebody publicly, you don't get the control how they react to that. Like that that yeah. that, 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 that that that's one of my biggest mm-hmm. pet peeves. And I I know I know I, know, I, know I just asked you a whole question, but like I just had to like got the ball rolling a little bit. But like that, 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 <laughs> my biggest pet peeves, bro, is when people they disrespect people publicly and then they get mad yeah. about how that person reacts to it. Like you don't get the control how that person reacts, but like once you take it there with somebody on a public level. You never get the control and you have no say whatsoever about how they react to you because people 
are always going to react differently to a situation when it's public. And, and, and Lord knows how different the situation could have been if Punk would have went straight up to them backstage, said what he said face to face. That and, and that's it. Like maybe it still would have been like you know they probably would have gotten into it through a couple punches here and there, but and they probably would have yeah. leaked out. But we wouldn't have had that incentive, that additional content of Punk physically at this press conference saying these things, right? It, yeah, well, adds credence well, to the actual reports of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, well. Punk also did mention uh, about Hangman Page. He said that the disrespect that Hangman Page showed yeah. him was public disrespect. As yeah. Uh oh. What the hell? God, come the fuck on YouTube. Um, let's let's not do this shit. Technology, today. man. Yeah, we, technology we, 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 is we, running up the score we, on us tonight. You, 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 you wanna know what this is? This is probably the YouTube telling us let's let's get let's get a skedaddle. But Nate, any, any final thoughts on this, Nate? Any final <laughs> thoughts, brother? Close us out. Yeah. Uh so I think you know, you you said Andrew, none of us would know what we would do in that situation, right? And yeah. I agree hundred percent, you know. When you're in that moment, when you're in that situation, you don't know how to react. <laughs> Things happen differently. I think the one thing, and this is again to TK being the boss, is the best way to handle a situation like that is to not put yourself in that situation in the first place. Right. And to it's- have the thought like, okay, I see how this dude is feeling right now. He ain't got to talk to nobody. Hey, Phil. Hey man, we appreciate your night, man. Have a good night, brother. Get you, get you a couple Pepsi's. We'll we'll see you at Dynamite, player. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so you, you ain't got to talk that, to the people if you don't feel you, like talking to people. To, we'll send, we'll send have, breakfast patrons to your hotel room. Right? Yeah, you have to have the mechanisms in place. You have to have plans in place uh-huh. for when shit goes bad. Because that's the thing. That's the biggest failure right. in business. Is everybody's got plans for when things are going good. Nobody plans on for for shit to go bad. And you have to have these kind of um, things in place for what happens when a wrestler goes off the rails. What happens when someone feels disrespected? How do we handle it? You know, if you go to my job, and I'm sure if you even go to your job, Nate. There are rules in place in the employee handbook where they tell you if somebody disrespects you, this is what you do, that's what you do, and that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? There's there's ways to handle this, and AEW just needs to uh, make that straight. And what is um, what's Gerald Andrews saying? Ger- yeah. Ger- Gerald said it was funny when Tony magically spoke up when they mentioned WWE running shows the day of All Out, but was quiet as a mouse when Punk was going off. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I think those, I think those are two completely different situations. Like, Tony always talking shit about WWE. Like, hey, he been, yeah. he been doing that. Like, that ain't, you know, that that ain't. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, but no. To, to, to what we were saying, like, I mean, I, I just think it's a matter of like people react differently to certain situations when you're in the moment, and it's it's, it's difficult to say what you yeah. would do in that specific situation. And in that moment, that's just how he reacted when one of his top guys was you know going off on his other top guys and like you know and i, I think the only thing he could do from that point from his perspective was hey i, I gotta go out and put on a fucking banger show on wednesday and yeah, he, yeah. He, he did that and hopefully like, like so, i mean hopefully this can be like a this could be a teachable moment for him andrew because i think start, like yeah. i think tk has good intentions but like we've been saying like there's times when when you got to be the boss man if you, if you get in the big yeah. check, if you out there, you know, in front of the cameras, you got to be a boss. And I think that's a lesson, TK. 
to learn. Yeah, and and one more thing I'm gonna say before I, I'm I table my is I think we also have to consider that other people outside of this situation in AEW are upset at various different things. We've heard Brian Cage express being upset at some stuff. We've seen Jonathan Gresham, you know, be upset and haven't been back on television. We've seen. Uh, Thunder Rosa not be on TV because of some kind of beef going on. Yeah, I, I, I remember the, uh, that, that that comment that, strictly speaking on the Rosa, when Tony had said that she wasn't like, um, comparing like the draws between herself and CM Punk. That that that, yeah. that see that shit that shit was unnecessary. Like you you should have never said nothing like that. I mean, yeah, like yeah. regardless of if it's true or not. Like I feel like that that's like a it it it, it does Rosa a disservice. Like yeah, to, yeah. So it's, it, 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 yeah. It's, some comments need to be kept in house, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, that that wasn't that wasn't necessarily the best time to be transparent. I mean, if you want to say, "Hey, um, CM Punk is the priority right now," um, I think that's a better way of of saying that he's phrasing it. Yeah. Yeah, then 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 just trying to because he got. I remember the the journalist, um, the the woman who he asked that, and he got real defensive at that crap too. You know what I'm saying? He was just yeah. he he just did not like that yeah. question. Denise Salcedo. Was it Salcedo that asked him that? Well, you 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 referring to the comment? Uh, you talking about the Thunder Rosa stuff or the Empower stuff? From, yeah, from, yeah. From the Empower. The Empower stuff? Yeah, that, that that was uh that was Ella J who asked that question. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was just like you know he did Tony Khan get your shit together, you get your company in order. It doesn't have to be this horrible <laughs> like massacre. It could be better. I've seen <laughs> more, more toxic situations than this get fixed. You can fix it, my dude. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And, 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 and as we move on, Brother Nate, before, before we get into some, some WWE-related topics, got to shout out uh, mm. the, the, the man who created the theme song. For this podcast, that man Righteous Ridge over there at the the Grab City podcast, uh, doing some great things over there with Phil Lindsay and Will Washington as well. Ridge um, put out his his annual uh, list of five hundred black wrestlers, man. Um, like one, one one of the lists, I remember we. I, I want to say I'm going to say a few years back, yeah, put yeah put one out, and I was able to look through that list and you know 
snatch up a couple of interviews about that thing as well from some people that I, that I wasn't that familiar with. So that was another cool thing. So yeah, shout, I definitely wanted to get rid of flowers, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to that good brother. And you know, of course, y'all wanted to add anything. Uh, amazing list of five hundred black wrestlers that he puts out you know, annually. Oh yeah, shout yeah. out to uh, Reg and the uh, BW five hundred um, that did a good job. I, I always respect people um, like Reg who go out and find these cats and just give them some kind of um, highlight. Um, I, I, I and I appreciate you know just him making that list. I remember when he did the list last year and he told us. You know, and he, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know there were 500 black wrestlers. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I appreciate it just from that standpoint. We got a yeah. super chat coming up, coming through. There we go. Yes, we do, brother. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just catching. This is from Br. He said, "Then five dollars. Thank you for the five dollars, sir." He said, "I'm just catching up." I heard Nate mention the, the, the MEAC and, and SWAC. I went to schools in both conferences, plus the AIs, the SAIC, the SIAC. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes. Shout out, shout out to all the HBCUs out there, man. Like, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, out the North State. You know, Norfolk State, man. Norfolk That's State, right HU in the building, State, uh, you know, yeah. Howard. So hopefully the acclaim can, can you know, graduate from the MEAC and, and get to the Big Ten or the ACC and get some of this out-of-conference play going. All right, so, 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 fellas, as we wind down, the podcast definitely got a couple more topics left, more, more so on the WWE side of things. But but this is this is one I, I am very interested in. Uh, hey, Chris, so so what do you what, – what I'm pretty sure everybody knows that uh, Logan Paul is going to be challenging Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal title at, at Crown Jewel. Uh, Chris, what, what's your sort of thoughts on, you know, Logan Paul sort of, you know, essentially jumping ahead of the line uh, – and, and getting the world title shot, but but like, mm. but, but like, but like how, how do you, how you think this match mm. should be layered? You think it should just be like that? Like you know, Roman dominates, he gets the whole spot, then you just end mm. it right there. I I honestly, um, this is for one of those Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. really watch those shows, so, so mm. you know, I don't care. I don't care what happens in this match. If uh, if if they, f- this is what the Crown Prince wants, right? This is a match. I assume so. Do. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know how much more. I mean, look, they're going. With the <laughs> Damn, Chris, everybody messing up tonight. But and so he doesn't really care about this particular matchup. Yeah. There he is. He's back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really yeah, care we hear you, about. Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not really tripping over who wins or loses this match because I don't know how, how much canon it's going to be into what goes on regularly on WWE television. It just seems like this is a cash grab. They want to keep uh, the crown prince happy and they're making this match. Um, so I think as um, fans, we kind of have to <laughs> just understand this is going to, um, this is going to have to happen. No. <laughs> he said my, my money mark typed in it. <laughs> But but, but we're oh, sort yeah. of uh, we're, we're sort of switching gears, man. Uh, over to an- another sort of semi WWE related topic. Uh, uh Mercedes Barnado and, and Trinity Fatu, as we talked about uh, previously on previous episodes, uh, they've been making big plays outside of WWE. I think they had made the rounds. Uh, I think for like some on New York Fashion Week or something like that, and like they doing all these shoots and all this, you know, outside stuff, making making all these movie premieres and you know, all these red carpets. 
they're they making big plays, man. And they, I, I think it's very cool to, for them to, you know, basically, I don't think they're doing it intentionally, but they just showing like, hey, like we, we can do this shit on our own. You know what I'm saying? We can make ways on our own. I think that's a, that, that's a cool thing to show. And I, of course, I'm pretty sure everybody would much rather prefer them back in the professional wrestling space, uh, Chris. But uh, Chris, how, how do you think about, you know, them so, sort of the, you know, the slang sort of will be all new that they can transition over to that mainstream without the pro wrestling backing, even though like pro wrestling is what has given them this platform. But at the same time, I'm talking about as far as where they're taking it, they are sort of doing it within their own boundaries and with their own, you know, popularity that they've garnered since they've been away. Yeah, I think that what they're doing is uh, great and uh, commendable. And you have to make plans, uh, especially in the wrestling business. You got to make a plan B and you got to make a plan C. Um, And if, I mean, working in WWE under Vince McMahon, uh, (laughs) oh, they they need to do that, right? It's just um, they, there was some kind of beef. And, and and we were talking about call out culture before WWE um, call, called them out publicly, and you now you got all these uh, fans that are, that are talking shit about them. Um, I, and I and that's something I never understand. Um, I never take the side of the corporation over the employees. Um, yeah. Because I always know, and it's not that I'm I'm here to bury corporations. It's just um, I just oftentimes think that employees um, and 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 Sasha and Naomi are technically not even employees. Did they not? <laughs> they're not. <laughs> independent contractors, but I still take their side. Quote, 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 quote unquote, Chris. Quote unquote. Yeah. Independent independent contractors. Yeah. yeah. Because. Uh, um, the wrestling business has built this culture of subservience um, for um, just everybody involved. It's like if you we, we talked about this a couple um, weeks ago or months ago with um, Brandon Thurston, like the, the, mm. the, what the wrestling business does to you is it'll it'll tell you that um, we've done everything for you and we've made your life better and you need to be grateful to be in our business and to be in our space. And what happens when that happens is the wrestlers, the talent start losing uh, sight of their own value, right? And mm-hmm. you never want to be able to do that. And that's what um, and CM Punk um, said this a few a couple months ago too. And he was right. You know what I'm saying? You've got to make sure that you are um you you are keep looking out for your fellow uh wrestler you know it's it's just how it's got to be because um again what what the wrestling industry does is tell you that we've done everything for you and even the elder statesmen in the wrestling business um will tell up and coming talent hey um, you're lucky to be in your spot. So yeah. just eat this mm-hmm. shit and like it, you know? And I've never been a fan of that kind of culture in wrestling. I've always been a fan of everybody in a situation where they know that they know their value. You know, I want I want wrestling to operate like sports. I want it to be like... if so like, you, a, like even an everyday workplace. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you don't like this job, you can find a similar job where you get 
similar pay and do similar things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, WWE has operated uh, as a monopoly for far too long that um, people just start like when God forbid a black woman um, or two. (laughs) God forbid they leave their job because they're they're happy. They, they, They told these motherfuckers in the afternoon that they were going to leave for a show that was going to take place that night. They didn't tell them like five minutes before the show started. They were like, look, we are not happy, you know? And the way wrestling typically handles that is, okay, you're not happy. Get the hell out of here. And then when someone actually does do that, they're branded as unprofessional and mm-hmm. angry and this and that. And then I see all kinds of dumbasses online um, just um, just burying these women. And I'm not saying that those women are right or wrong. I'm just saying let the story breathe and let give them a – because now if they're back in WWE, we'll, we'll probably never ever hear their side of the story now. Shit, but, I don't even um, think we will if they don't. <laughs> like yeah, at this yeah. point I, I honestly don't care about that mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, I, think, yeah. I think there's some things that we need to know and I so, I think some t- if you want to keep certain things close to the vest um that that's that's right. your business you know I think that um us um us and not just fans but us in wrestling media and stuff like that we're we're not entitled to know everything you know what I'm saying we Correct. we, we find um the stories and if the stories find us and they and they come to us we report on it we talk about it give commentary whatever but if 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 the story isn't out then you know what 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 are we gonna do you know what i'm saying we we've got to move on and all that hey hey, hey, nate so so did he kick it over you back you back brother oh you know i'm back Let's get it. Okay. And they, and, and they, they, tried uh, to, they tried to get rid of me, but I'm back. They've been trying to get rid of all three of us today, man. What the hell's going on? Like, uh, Mercedes had recently did an interview. Um, I think it was like on a Star Wars related podcast. And she, she says, hey, I, don't, I don't think it was like WWE related, but it definitely was something interesting that she said, which she was like, she wants to own her own IP. She wants yeah. to own the character behind the character in terms of like having something that's. 100% definitively hers without having anybody else's attachment to it. And, and I, I thought that was just something real interesting because as we all know, WWE, they, they, they like the own majority of these characters. Like it, there's been very few, like not very few, but there's been, you know, a handful of instances where people have come in and they've used their names prior to when they were in WWE or they, yeah, they yeah. those names post WWE, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think it's also a cool thing for her to be able to, you know, express that, and and I, and I also think it's cool for Naomi to be able to express that as well. Um, just, just just talk to me, Nate, about how you feel about you know both Naomi and Sasha making these plays outside of WWE and essentially showing that hey, you know we we don't we we love wrestling, but you know we can clearly do this and and keep going forward without it and and still get the same amount of buzz. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things Chris always says when we talk about these kind of situations is it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Yeah. Like. WWE, you know, they like they didn't make Sasha Banks, you know, Mercedes. Like they they made Sasha Banks, quote unquote, but they didn't make Mercedes. She she brought yeah. her own talent and skills to the table, uh, right. and so 
you know, they need her talent, and you know, four times she needed their play. And uh, you know, say the same for uh, Naomi for Trinity. Like, they yeah, can make moves outside of WWE. And, and I, I really and do. Not- to Chris's point about you know the the attitude. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, Chris, like the attitude you're describing, like when when the company is like, you got to eat this and take this, uh, and make that me. I made you anime. I made them song. You don't do nothing anime. Yeah. But let I'm all here for wrestler empowerment. Yeah, um, I never understood like the um, the, the 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 name thing in WWE either. Because now in 2022, these fucking fake names are so worthless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like John Dean Ambrose leaving WWE and going to AEW and becoming John Moxley. Again, it's, yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I was just going to say, like, becoming uh, his former self, John Moxley. Yeah, and, like, and like, yeah. like Paige becoming Soraya. What, what, like, what, what's the point of having these? Because if, if you're not, if these people are not characters, the name changes are dumb and stupid and make no sense. You know, it's like, Okay, your your name is um is um whatever um John Moxley, but we're gonna call you Dean Ambrose instead, or your name is Tyler Black, or your old name is Tyler Black. We like Seth Rollins instead, and if Seth Rollins leaves WWE, he's going back to Tyler Black. Yeah, he's go back to Tyler Black, and nobody's Mm -hmm. gonna give him. I mean, it just it just does not matter, and that's and that's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, the names are nice and they're cool, and I guess you you, you get recognition off of it, um, and that's a good thing too. But like, what happens if you're somebody who had a name like a Dean Ambrose, and the last time you were in WWE, you were uh, wrestling a plant or something? Um, <laughs> And you leave WWE and you go to AEW and you become John Moxley. That you're you are shaking off a lot of just bad vibes when you get rid of that WWE name. Like yeah. that's it's almost like a rebirth, right? It's almost like being uh it's a fresh start. Like a communion of sorts. Yeah, just being, he said being a communion. Washed, <laughs> yeah, just being washed away by the blood. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's 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 like a re- it's like a rejuvenation. It's, it's, he said it, a communion. It, 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 is, it is like a baptism, right? When you get to leave that place and go back mm. to your other name. Like, I, I think if you're gonna do this Pastor name Chris. thing, wow. you got, it's got to make the name mean something. And then um, if they want to leave, then whatever, you know what I'm saying? But these, these names don't mean anything mm-hmm. because all they're going to do is go to another company and use the exact same name. And another thing, 
Yes, yeah, and this is and this is the and this is the thing that I, I think people don't understand about the wrestling business too. And this is a psychological thing on how they try to own you. Is that when you are on WWE, you are like let's take Roman Reigns for example. On WWE television, he's Roman Reigns. If Ro- if Roman Reigns does a talk show, he's never Joseph Anoa'i. He is Roman Reigns. If he does a talk show, mm-hmm. if he does any kind of media circuit, he is Roman Reigns. This guy is expected to be Roman Reigns 24 hours a day, seven days a week, unless he's with his family. You know, that's that's just how the wrestling industry works. But they say, oh, you these people are expected to play characters. And it's like, no, you want these motherfuckers to be characters all the goddamn time. You don't ever want them to be themselves until they are at home, you know? Um, and when they are in public, Roman Reigns is... is the, I, I've never seen Roman Reigns, whether he's on Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Steve Colbert, whatever talk show he's on, he is always Roman Reigns on these talk shows, you know? He mm-hmm. does not get to be Joe Anoa'i. You know, yeah. it's it, it, and and this is and this is like kind of like what's expected of you in the wrestling industry, and that's why one of the reasons why I like the way Tony Khan does things a little bit better is because these of these these the like in WWE they want you to like they they don't they want you to be what they created all the time, you know, and I think psychologically you do lose a little bit of yourself when that happens right so we're seeing Sasha Banks and Naomi and they're hitting the red carpet and they're hitting the red carpet as their real names and um just just kind of just feeling like looking good one and also mm-hmm. you know you could kind of look at them and tell that they don't have that baggage mm-hmm. on them that WWE baggage on them that they've been carrying for the greater part of this year, you know? They're unbothered. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey Nick, Nick, you throw up that comment from Mark again up on the screen? Yeah. Mark said, I think Hunter is just more aware of pop culture. If Sasha comes back and is on the number one show in the world, I bet Triple H will acknowledge it. Yeah, you have to. If she comes back and she's on mm-hmm. the uh, number one show, you have to acknowledge the things that these people do outside. You have to make a situation at a, a job where you want your employees to be so good that if they find something better, you are they feel supported. Yeah. yeah, you are happy that they found something hey, hey, better. Hey, hey, Chris, Chris, e- even piggybacking up, like, bro, even something as small, like, I remember when, uh, like, this, this is like something minuscule compared to what we're talking about now, but, like, I'm yeah. talking about, like, just, just making your, your, the people that's under contract and work for you feel supported. Like, I remember when, uh, like I, I, I think it was Carmella. She had dropped like some type of like wine or something like that, and like right. they, they like they like completely ignored her shit, and like they went right. and dropped their own like wine like connection. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like just 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 simple stuff like that can like go yeah. along but to, to your like it can make people go even harder for you, like beyond the financial yeah. stuff. That yeah, you're yeah, like I, like I, yeah. Remember when Jim like with Jim Ross's barbecue sauce? Yeah, and Ross, yeah. Yeah, and with the way WWE just always used to disrespect him with that barbecue sauce, have people like <laughs> pour it on him and stuff, and just 
um, like use it as a, a joke or like this is this guy's passion project yeah. outside <laughs> of wrestling. Um, yeah. And he gets to reach a whole new fan base with it's like um, the Twitch all- stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and you and you guys can't be supportive. If Jim that, that, Ross, WWE, they, they, they was they was hating with the Twitch stuff. They was hating because people was making that bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you you need to be <laughs> you, you need to be happy for wrestlers because that's just the natural progression of life. You know, we evolve and we do things yeah. for a season and we when branch off, bro. Yeah, when that season is over, we have moved yeah. on to the next thing, and we should all be happy for for that person. You know, it should it should never be a thing where you're taking it personal, or you've got to um, bury the talent after they leave or whatever. It it needs to be a situation where you you are happy that they found peace in whatever other walk of life they did. Can you highlight that comment from um, Sam uh, Banks? It's a big one. He's got the fire Sam Punk one, but the one below that, it says. Um, uh, you, you pulled just, that up, Nate. There you go. Yeah. Just, just because someone isn't happy doesn't mean they're being treated unfairly. Maybe the person who is unhappy just has a bad attitude and won't be satisfied with anything, question mark. Or maybe they're just fucking unhappy. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they are unhappy because the culture in that company is not Mm -hmm. good. You can't fucking come at us with that bullshit when the the, the owner of that company has been humping around for (laughs) decades and it finally caught up to him. He finally had to, to retire because of his bullshit. Because of his sexual harassment, because of his fuckery, right? And this is where these two black <laughs> women work. And you think this is oh, yeah, maybe they're just gonna stop that shit. Let's 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 stop that kind of bullshit. Mimosa um, Chris po- po- post I, I, re- po- post wrestling with the hashtag in there. I, 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 I think that's way <laughs> with the Mimosa Chris. But I'm just saying, like, can we not, can we not do that? Can, can, can we not do that? Is all I'm saying. It's like, can we can we understand that this this company was not a normal place? How mm-hmm. how many of us have worked in a company where the CE fucking O of the company has been gotten has been charged with rape, not just one time, or not charged with rape, but been accused of rape, not just one time. But multiple fucking times. Have you ever worked for a company like that, Nate? Have you ever worked for a company like that, Andrew? I have not. I have not either, motherfucker. This is is the problem with the wrestling industry and wrestling fandom and people of culture like this. We got to stop that shit. We have to fucking stop that shit. We can't keep. We can't continue <sighs> on like this, man. The, the, you and to mm. and to pretend that these women were in a normal work environment is disrespectful to whatever the fuck they did or didn't go through. Stop that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And, and right. yeah, I was look. I was gonna say, Andrew. I feel like we got we got mimosa Chris. certain level right now <laughs> it's, it's just like 
You want to talk about his favorite? Yes, a a a. Well, I say Nate, Nate, you back now? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, cool. So this this our final topic, man, for the for for the show. NXT related. We joking about Chris's uh favorite show, the NXT product, at the conclusion of the. September 13th episode of, of NXT 2.0 it was their one year anniversary celebration. At the end, it was a video package. Uh, they sort of recapped the year. Um, you know, what, what is, you know, the biggest highlights of the moments from the past year, this NXT 2.0 product. And at the end of it, you were Shawn Michaels mentioning something about uh, Ch- Chad Rubier in response to Chris's, uh, Chris's, <laughs> comment. Chris's comment said, God damn, shout out to Chad for the comment. But, uh, like I'm just we 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 gotta stop pretending that this shit is normal, and we can't yeah. normalize it and be like, oh, maybe Sasha and Banks. No, the fuck they weren't. They were working for a company where a CEO was accused of rape and harassment multiple fucking times in every fucking decade since the goddamn '80s. This dude has been accused of some mm. shit. Or may, but maybe Sasha Banks and Naomi are the fucking problem. I'm not saying that he sexually harassed those two. But come the fuck on. Mark, um, Mark, Mark added, Mimosa Chris is right, though, especially when those two women have not said a damn word. They left and have been very professional. Yes, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand how we kind of fix this thing to be like, oh, let's blame these two women um, and absolve WWE of all respo- responsibility, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just um mm. insane to me. So so going so, going back to the uh go going yeah, back to going back to the NXT at the conclusion of the NXT show, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels has said something about evolving and NXT continuously evolving and then they they a graphic showed up and it took away the 2.0 from the NXT logo and it was just NXT and then it went to the white and gold uh white and gold symbol and that's um they, they obviously have changed that logo it's all over wwe's website they changed it um you know on the formats of the tv so it's looking like the the black and the white and gold version of nxt is uh is, is in effect i don't know if that means anything different the show still seems the same but but of course i'm not expecting i'm pretty sure like nate and chris aren't they not expecting like some drastic change overnight change it's probably might be like a gradual thing as this new regime sort of kicks in uh, so I, I definitely am interested in that, but I quick because I know you've expressed in the past about like your thoughts about the NXT 2.0 product. Like, if you had to like sort of to suggest like a timeline as far as like when we might start to see those changes as this new regime is in place, like when, when do you think we'll sort of see that? You think we'll sort of see something like post WrestleMania uh, 39 next year, or po- yeah, post WrestleMania 39 next year? Like that's when we'll see like that complete shift of this NXT 2.0 to some semblance yeah. of what it used to be with more independent talents mixed in with those talents that you're looking at from that NIL program. Yeah, it looks like a like they're doing like a weaning off process. Yeah. Right? Instead of quitting the drugs immediately. <laughs> quitting the drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's, instead, of, instead of just going cold, they're trying to gradually take us off of NXT 2.0, which I don't understand because the faster NXT 2.0 goes away, the better. Um, I did watch NXT 2.0 this week because I this morning um, I did um, uh, SP3's uh, show. Um, I did True Hill Heat. Um, he asked me at the last. Yeah, he asked me at the last minute, 
So I um I I did a um a speed watch of it this morning, and I do see that it's trying to get better in certain areas. Um, I there are some um Triple H, um, there's there's some there's still some stuff from the old WWE guard that doesn't make me as bullish on WWE as I was at the start of the Triple H era. But I'm hoping that some of this stuff goes away. Um, for example, um, I'm sorry about that, Eric. It's uh, it's a technical issue at the moment. We've been having issues all day. But hey, anyway, hey, hey, Chris, Eric got a question. He says, "Is there going to be an unexpected North American champion to go with the new Vision Solo was stripped of the title?" Um, okay, like. So just just to add on add on that real quick, I I for real for I, I didn't get the point of them taking the title yeah, from Hayes. It, yeah, if, if, if they if they if, if this was something that they knew they were going to do, I really don't get the point of them like ending his reign. You could have just kept him strong, and or you could have just had Solo yeah. kept the title until Halloween Havoc, which yeah. is like literally in like in three weeks. <laughs> oh. It was one of those WWE tropes that um that needs to go away too. Because the, the way Shawn Michaels – and I actually didn't mind the promo Shawn Michaels cut. I'll talk about the stuff I liked about it in a minute. But by WWE's logic, well, the way they explained Solo Sokoa is he got into a match that he wasn't supposed to be in, and he won the, the North American title – so he had to um, vacate it, right? So why did the referee go out there, and why was he able to defend it on SmackDown? <laughs> so yeah, so he yeah, so then he mm, defends mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. which makes which flies in the face of logic. But, <laughs> but, but concurrently, concurrently in WWE, you have the same thing going on. Austin Theory has a briefcase that he wasn't even supposed to be in that match, and he was just put in that match at the last minute and won the match. And it makes no sense for him to be in that match and have the briefcase. And he's not giving up his briefcase. Like this, this, this is WWE logic. And it, and it, it was something I hated about the Vince McMahon um, era. And it's something that I think that triple H needs to do away with now, because it's like, you can, it's easy to say, Oh, that solo Sokoa stuff would have made sense. If um, he didn't defend the title, what? And if Austin Theory wasn't holding the briefcase that he wasn't supposed to hold in the first place anyway, you know, like you got to be consistent with these things, you know, because people will call it out, you mm. know. Yeah, say, and 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 Nate, like, what would I, I want to sort of get your thoughts about this? Oh, you and Nate. Yeah, now Andrew, I think I think we figured something out. You know, Chris told on himself without realizing that he told on himself because uh, <laughs> he mentioned he had to, uh, to so he can go on True Hill Heat and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it seems like CM Punk wasn't the only brother who was mad while eating breakfast foods. Chris was probably talking about himself all the time. He was bringing up being angry over pastry. You ain't Chris. We see <laughs> we see the vision. We see what was going on in that mind of yours, brother. Uh, but yeah, I think going back to, if not, you know, NXT from two or three years ago, at least to a more, not serious, but maybe more toned down version of this NXT is a good idea. You know, I think there've been a lot of, comp- 
first leading that parade of people that were not into NXT 2.0. And so I feel like if we can kind of get a more grounded version mm-hmm. of NXT, it will be beneficial for the talent as well as for the audience. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of got to wean people off, Chris. You know, you can't just, you know, yeah. the NXT 2.0 is like some cocaine, brother. And you just can't quit that cocaine. You can <laughs> wean off of it. I ain't never been on cocaine. Yeah, my, but uh, my, my. All, all the Lifetime specials and the specials I've seen tells me you have to go through a detox program, Chris. And that's what the next few weeks are probably going to be. Right. And, and, and uh, my biggest thing with NXT 2.0 is I want to, like, like like people like um Lash Legend for example um mm-hmm. she needs to know how to um wrestle so and so she won't hurt anybody in the ring um doing so cuz i like there's i've seen some cringe moments out of Lash Legend and um this isn't a knock on Lash Legend but this is just a knock on WWE throwing these people to the wolves um, super fast and not letting them develop into good wrestlers um, and just, you know, because that's just, um, you don't want to put your established talent through the ringer like that, you know, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to get them in a situation where they're getting hurt and all that. And like, even with, with like the almost stuff, I don't want him getting hurt and I don't want um him uh hurting anybody else you know it's all it's all that so hopefully with this new Mm -hmm. nxt uh uh, that they're doing like going back to the old way we are we will see um the uh (laughs) it ain't the same i feel you on that um yeah but hopefully we just see these wrestlers develop into um people that are masters of their craft and um, you know, that's that's yeah, all and, we can hope for. Yes, and and, la- and lastly on this, uh Triple H had did an interview where he talked about sort of NXT's uh expansion plans and they're like he wants to do like an NXT South America and NXT Mexico and like all this like different th- NXT Latin America and like, like all this all this different type of stuff, like all these different branches and and like NXT mm-hmm. China and like all the like what, what while I do like do I this is not nothing new because he's like he said this before like I, I I don't think that's a good way to go about like branching off because like you're, you're you're sort of like instituting like these little monopoly pieces yeah and like and trying to connect everything back to WWE mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I don't I, I don't think that's good for wrestling as a whole for Right. one company to have their hands in every different pocket around the world like i mean i i to 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 us like from a business standpoint in terms of like making sure you can collect like abundance of great talent i get it but at the same time i don't think it's a good way like and i don't think it helps wrestling overall by you having your hands in these every single pocket of the world containing professional records like at yeah. the same time like you are preventing some of these people from going through that sort of grind that makes them the great wrestlers that mm-hmm, they could become. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like instantly throwing them into this WWE system. And it's like, Hey, this is what you should be. This is what we want you to be like. And that's sort of put and, and, and if they don't work out to their, the expectation of them, then you have the out of throwing them to the wayside. And then they back at square yeah. one, 
when they used to this WWE experience and maybe that for some of them, that's all they know. And then when they yeah. got to go out here and interact with these promoters and get themselves booked right. and learn how to promote themselves in a way that's, that's, that, that, that's in the mix of, you know, everything else that's going on. Some of them get lost. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when, you know, when you, like when they bring certain people over, like, like even, um, I mean, this is not from out of the country, but uh, like, even like they had somebody like, and this, I don't think I don't think she's she's wrestling as active anymore. But like, I remember they had Allison Danger uh, come over uh, for that that move her entire family across the country. Then they fired her, and like she was just stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like like shit, shit like that, and like that, bro. That, that can happen with yeah. somebody from a different country. Like if the shit don't work out, they 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 cut you. You got visa situations. You got people. Who, <laughs> yeah. You got you got people who moved over there. Like pe- people from different countries and stuff like that. And that that shit fucks with them, bro. And that that can legitimately sort of ruin some people and, and not not in a super drastic sense but i'm talking about sort of delay the progression they could make in the professional wrestling sense if they were able to just hone their craft in their respective areas you know what i'm saying so i mean like regardless i mean like regardless of what the fuck i'm saying now wwe they're gonna do it anyway like there, there's gonna be an yeah. nxt china there's gonna yeah. be an NXT australia there's gonna yeah. be an nxt south america they're like oh, like bro regardless of what i'm saying now that shit's happening so but, like, but you you are right, and they do run <laughs> into a lot of antitrust issues doing that, right? Because what's going on in um with Amazon right now that my state, um, California, mm-hmm. we're suing Amazon for um muscling a lot of s- smaller, similar businesses out of uh, business because what Amazon has done is they turned into like, you know, you got Amazon music, like you cannot escape Amazon. We we live Mm -hmm. in in 2022. We all use Amazon Mm -hmm. for something, whether it's to get deliveries, they've got NFL football on Thursday night on Amazon. Um, They, the, for deliveries, they pretty much, um, are like the go-to thing for um, like getting stuff uh, delivered, you know. Um, and, and they, they don't uh, even WWE, try to hide. It. Yeah, they're not even trying to hide like it com- anymore. And, yeah, and then the state will show you they have all. Of- oh, hey, uh, Ray has said. Off? Ray, Ray has said, uh, what, "What credibility would WWE have in branching off NXT around the world when NXT UK didn't last?" That 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 that, that is a good point. But, but to be honest with you, I think with NXT UK, I think the thing that hurt that brand really bad was, of course, the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic hurt a lot of people. Like just in, specifically speaking in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. professional wrestling setting, it hurt a lot of people. But I think with the NXT UK brand and them, sort of like I, I felt like that brand, it, it, it's the the reason it started to fall apart. Was because like when they moved into that empty studio, that it, like it, it, it just, I, I don't know, it, it like the the brand really didn't, it, it didn't have that mo- that much momentum. I let, let me retry that. It, it definitely did have some momentum, especially coming out of that last takeover they did when uh when when Adam Cole and them undisputed era came in attack uh Imperium. It, it did have some some uh some, some buzz around it, but I, I don't know. I, I I just think of course, well along with the pandemic. I think also speaking out uh, hurt that brand a lot with like some of their talents getting, yeah. getting named in that, like that yeah. shit, like that, 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 that's, that's one of those, like that just came to my mind. Like that's, that's one of them clouds that I don't think that brand will have ever been able to escape. It would have been like so heavily associated with the the infrastructure of that brand and so right. many talents. Like, um, like I think Joe Coffey 
was named in there. Um, uh, Ella Girl, Travis Banks, um, Jack Gallagher, um, you, you know, people getting Jordan Devlin, um, you know, you know, people getting named, and I, I, I feel like that was the sort of killer for NXT UK because, like, once you get past that point of it's not just a wrestling thing anymore, then it becomes like a like a legitimate issue mm-hmm. when you got people getting accused of being abusers and sexual harassers, yeah. and you know it's what I'm saying. Cult. You know what I'm saying, like that 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 shit that that goes beyond the the wrestling scope and the wrestling bubble. So I th- I think ultimately that's what did NXT UK in. And to that's yeah. to strictly on those specific individuals that were named in that fault. That's their fault. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about specifically for them and how they chose to go about their lives and, you know, going about certain situations. That's that's on them. And that's the shit they gotta deal with. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. fucked that up. And they ain't on nobody else. That's that's on them. But um but but yeah, I I think that's why they are rebranding and restructuring it as NXT Europe. Um and sort of like I mean I mean, like I I can't like exactly tell you how the European independent scene is i mean I, I could like tell you like based off stuff that i seen like rev pro and you know i check out mm-hmm. some ott stuff here and there like not a lot like i'm talking about like sporadically i'll check it out um and, and you know it's, it's some different stuff going on out there um you know some talented wrestlers uh as well like leon slater who i just talked to recently um you know who, who's 17 years old uh young, young black prodigy out here man but uh, yeah i mean i mean what like to raise to raise question I, I think that's why they are rebranding it and they're going to try to, it, it'll be more streamlined with Paul Levesque as the head of WWE creative. And like, I think things will be more intact and everything will be more like, you know, in, in, in touch with one another. Like if, if there's a NXT China event, you'll probably see talents from China, you know, from the main roster, like a, like a Zia Lee with, with, within that niche. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If there's a talent from the Latin American region, you'll see talents, from the main roster in, in, in that region. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like under Triple H's regime, like it'll be more streamlined opposed to with Vince McMahon with things was just sort of like touch and go, like Triple H did have control and then he didn't have control and like, you know, yeah. somebody right. had some saying certain things. But but yeah, ultimately to, to to Ray's point, like I think what killed that NXT brand was was, was the speaking out movement. And of course, like I said, that, that ain't nobody's fault but the individuals themselves who got who got named in that because yeah. you put yourself in this situation, especially as a yeah. as a grown adult. Like but you you know you know what you're doing out here, bro. So like it, it ain't no uh it ain't no mm-hmm. excuses for that. But yeah, that it, it, but going but going back to the original thing, um yeah, I I, I don't think it's a good idea to have your pockets in every certain, you know, yeah division around the world. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's gonna happen. So like whether I like it or not, like it it, it ain't gonna stop them from their expansion plan. So optimistic about it happening <laughs> i'm not sure how successful they're gonna be at it happening you know yeah. they've, they've had hard time a hard enough time with just the united states of america right so um, <laughs> I, think, I think they'll i yes. think they'll try i think they'll attempt yeah. to do it but i'm not like i'm not one of those people that think it's just gonna automatically be what, a success yeah yeah that would everything they want yeah. it to be i think i think they're going to be a lot of growing pains if you go through i think right now the focus on wwe is building up goodwill with the fans um yeah. building up goodwill with just everybody that's involved in that product my biggest problem with wwe for the last um few years is just the the ignoring of 
issues like the stuff that Vince McMahon has been doing for decades that I went on a rant about earlier. You know mm. what I'm saying? That culture in WWE <laughs> needs to be cleaned up. It's got to be um, yeah. redone and rethought and reimagined because it's been bad. And there's no other way to um, to to say that. You get these um, stand up for um, WWE people online that are just so willing <laughs> to um, to take their side and not even listen to um, not like with, like with Sasha Banks and Naomi, for example. You mm. haven't even heard a side yet, or their side yet, yeah. and you just automatically want to believe everything that the WWE is saying, you know? And then well, they don't care because they're they're not invested in yeah. the and what's right. They're invested in my entertainment, and these yes. women are taking the people behind these characters. Yes, exactly. They're not. They don't care about the um, the um, characters. So WWE. They've got to lose. They they've got to show that they've got some kind of humanity in that company. Um, do they're doing things differently? That they're mm. actually a company that cares. That when they bring out um, like these Make a Wish children and stuff like that, the Connors Cure children and all of them, that you're doing it because you want to help children, not be, not because it's something that looks good on your corporate portfolio, you know? And I think when you've been operating in that space for so long, it's very easy to like um, be stuck in that, you know, because that's what WWE's always been. They've always loved, you know, just um, being able to uh, brag about their humanitarian work to the point where it almost felt like um, they they're they they're doing it more to grandstand. They're doing it more to be like, look at us, everybody. Look at all the cool stuff we're doing for um, sick children, and you know, whatever the thing is, you know. And then at the same time, you go to um, Saudi Arabia. Um, and you um, try you you take this Saudi prince's money, you know, and you know it's like it's a problem, you know. What what is Ray saying? Uh, he, he, he said this this might be a Kings of Sport episode, but there are definitely parallels between Vincent Mann and Robert Sarver. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, yeah, bro, we, brother, yeah, we Nate, will we will have to talk about that, Chris. Bro, yeah, brother exactly. Nate, take us home, brother. Take yeah. us home. Yes. This is, so, yeah. this, I, I just want to, before we go, I want to shout out everybody who stuck with us through all these technical difficulties today. Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, like, I, like, I had technical, technical difficulties this morning that got fixed pretty fast. And then on this show, it's just been technical difficulty after technical difficulty after technical difficulty. But you guys have stuck with us and you listened and you got your comments and and uh, I, I appreciate it so much. I know we all appreciate it at Post and us because we're still trying to grow and and do something with our not just the Post brand, but all our individual brands. Um, so sticking with us through this 
means a lot to, um, I'm sure, all three of us. And uh, I love all of you for it, the Post Universe. And um, just, just, just thank you for, um, if, you, if you could stick with us through today, then I think we'll be good for uh, <laughs> the rest of this year <laughs> and next year. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and Chris kind of stole my thunder, Andrew, for what I was about to say. But you know, I'm gonna let it slide because I know my good brother, my good brother, off that mimosa and Moderna. So I appreciate Chris for sticking through all this stuff, man. We didn't dealt with a lot of different issues tonight, but you know, it's almost... he, 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 he took he took your whole outro, bro. <laughs> he really did. He really did, man. It's like like going going back to the to the. Temptations. It's like that scene where they didn't kick David Ruffin out the group, but he comes back. That one, I'm David Ruffin, and these are the temptations. <laughs> well, shit, we, we we the lactations right now. Class, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, choreography. Yeah. Uh, but, but my last point on NXT <laughs> before I wrap up uh, for my point, Andrew, is Chris's point, yo. In this situation, WWE, you Popeyes, and NXT is the chicken sandwich. I'm going to need you to get the chicken sandwich before you start branching out to pizza, yeah. egg rolls, and yeah. lasagna, and tacos, and, and and all sorts of other foods from exotic lands, as you would say. You need to get the basics straight before you can expand. So I hope their global expansion works for, for the talent primarily more than anything, but we'll see. But as Chris said, man, we appreciate everybody for sticking through. It's almost 12 o'clock on the East Coast, and we got like 30, 40-something people tuning in, man. We appreciate this. We're going to hopefully next month the uh, technology will uh, behave like it's supposed to. Uh, we got, I see we got some super chat. Uh, go ahead and say what you got to say, nephew, while I bring up this super chat real quick. Uh did I ask understand? I mean, oh, here you go. Super chat uh, from from Ray Williams. You just saved me, brother, because I did not know what I was about to say. Uh, no, thank thank you, three magnificent melanated brother. Shout out to Ray. Appreciate you tuning in. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. you tuning in, good man. Uh, but yeah, they, I, don't, I don't really have an outro, but I appreciate everybody taking the time to come check out the pod, man. It's always a good time to come chat with yeah. fellas, uh once a month. And, 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 and I'm looking I, to uh, the October podcast that we're gonna record. Yeah, and I want the the, the brother yes. that commented earlier um, that I that I went on that rant. Uh, in Sam, to, uh, Sam, yeah. Um, I we appreciate you listening. It's just I really do get frustrated when um, you know things get turned back around on on the talent when he pr- um, he probably the one that got you kicked off the screen. Just... Probably, man. Okay. No, I'll, but, I'll play you know, it. I don't always want to go in on people that listen to the show, but you know, it's 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 just that kind of stuff. It it really becomes uh, bothersome when I'm working in this space. You know, um, it's just you know, like how much can can people take in that company? And again, not saying that Vince McMahon is sexually harassing anybody um um those two women but it's just we know the history of that company so we we need to always take that into consideration before we start passing judgment is all i'm saying take us home nate 
I don't think they able to take us home. But br- uh, brother Chris, okay, yeah, we, 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 we 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 gonna we gonna wait till Nate uh till Nate get back in the mix. But uh, yeah, I I I I I only think for the folks watching live tonight. Nate, where you at, man? <laughs> Media, Chris, Chris, I think he's doing the outro right now, but he's just lagging. Okay, let him do the outro. <laughs> Nate, 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 the only person that can hear the outro. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear anything this brother is saying, man. This is this is the most technical difficulties show. Yo, he, 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 he had Chris on the summer jam screen doing it. <laughs> <doing> yeah. <laughs> and we still got like a bunch of people listening. Get up out of here, brother. There you go. Hey, they, they, they just hit, just hit the end button, bro. Yo. <laughs> Where, where Yo, thank y'all for watching. Chris, Andrew, Godfather, <laughs> the revolution may not be televised, especially with technology like this. But it damn sure will be podcasted. We'll see y'all next month. Yo. It's Righteous Ranch. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the new begins. Unfiltered, off-kilter, the professor, the godfather, host wrestle in the NWA, not oh, keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest, it's pop excellence, get the message, advocates for Nubian, wrestling, you're listening to the best again, black wrestling in the ring, we invested in, Nubian kings and queens, we invested in, it's for the culture and we repping it. For the culture and we repping it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.